0: This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is a Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Looks like me, as always, is Ricky Whitmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And we are... Three white guys who apparently have never played a sport. And we're going to give you our opinion as a commenter. I will
1: tell you this. I played volleyball up until eighth grade. So I, played, I have played a sport.
0: I played a sport in high school for one year. Thank you <laughs> I very much. two sports in high school for multiple years. Yeah, uh, but swimming's not a thing. Wow, he, I did soccer. Aren't you cross country? Oh, okay, and I did soccer. cross country.
2: There you go. So you're a three sport athlete, technically.
0: Yeah. So I mean, and if you Quick guys want ch- <laughs> yeah, to, if you guys want to learn a little more about us, go to mostvaluablepodcast. You can read our bios, where it <laughs> says I'm giving you an athlete's perspective. Aren't you oh. a
1: triathlete too? Technically, Didn't you yes. do the triathlon? I did a triathlon. When? Why?
0: You In between they high school and college. Did. Oh, well, okay. actually in high school. Way and... before I knew you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Way before you I got I used to be athletic. Yeah, way before you got fat. Yep. Um. But yeah, Definitely. cool. All right. Well, this is the start of the podcast. <laughs> uh, today, it's Mock Draft Day. It's the first day. We're ringing in the new mm-hmm. year. First new uh, podcast of 2018. We got the Mock Draft coming to you. But before we do that, we're going to go into our wet boys. Just do a little housekeeping before. Check out patreon.com slash podcast. We got Jake, Christian, Pat, and... Over there, helping us out. We just got a new one, didn't we? Too we a, did a lower tier as well. So we, we have did. two dollar. We got a, there. We go two dollar. We got uh, a couple tiers. One dollar get you a monthly Patreon podcast, the audio. Two dollars, we get you the audio uh, video version of that same podcast. Five dollars, we're still working out what it is, but there is a five dollar. It's Q and A. Q&A. It's it's Q&A. Be a Q&A. All right, Q and A uh, for the five dollars here. and then ten, you get to be on a podcast just like uh, Jake, Christian, and Pat have been on. Uh, also, check out mostvaluepodcast.com. Well, like the I said, new,
1: the new patron, I wanted to look up his name to give him his due, is Hubertus. 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 There you go. That's a great name. name. That's a great name. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, but yeah, go to mostvaluepodcast.com as well. You can learn more about us. And we also have a store there where you can mm-hmm. purchase uh, some Mostvalue Podcast t shirts, the one that Ricky is wearing. Anything else I need to do, boss? Is there anything else?
1: Yeah, you mentioned mostvaluepodcast. Patreon, the t shirts.
0: iTunes. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, rate us five stars. Over there, this is a complete mess of an intro, but fuck it, let's go with it. it. Is it is this. Five stars yep. on iTunes. I think there's one uh, a comment on on the fast break as well. That we have three comments. Mm. Two of them are very nice on iTunes. One mm-hmm. of them very mean. Well, kind of <laughs> along the line of uh, opinions from three sport, well, three white guys who've never played a sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, let's jump into our wet boys, some damn okay. shooters, some soggy. Oh no, some oh, f- I fucked it up. Some damn dudes, dudes. Soggy, some soggy shooters, shooters some, moist some wet boys, some moist men. Yeah, Ricky, who's your moist man?
1: I'm going to go. I know he only played one game, but this is more And not of, even a whole game. Well, this is not a stat wet boy. This is what the team looked like with this wet boy. It's Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to be a hot take. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to take it as they may, but... The Cavs look complete. They look like a champion contender, especially an East champion with Isaiah Thomas. I know. Hot take alert.
0: Because they haven't they haven't looked like no. one in the past three years, and LeBron James mm-hmm. hasn't gone to an NBA Finals in a long time. No. I mean, it's been it's been over you know seven months before he's, since he's done that. The thing that I
1: like though <laughs> mostly about it is I can't wait to see him and D. Wade play a little more. I can't wait to see that chemistry, especially when LeBron's on the bench
0: getting a breather. Real quick, though, how many minutes do you play?
1: Not a lot. I don't know off 19. the top of my head. 18 minutes. Okay. 18
0: minutes. Oh, hey, Ricky, was there a conversation that we had last week on the Fast Break Podcast that about kind of talked about him easing him in yeah. and you yep. know not playing him too much and not stressing well, it because I'm even sorry, though he's not a great player.
1: Babying him, as some people oh, say. Oh, yes. babying
0: him because we got yelled at by Dave <laughs> yep. for wanting to baby like, IT. Put him in hey, the second unit, oh, let him play for a couple of minutes, and then take him out. Guess who didn't start? Isaiah did. Thomas. Guess who played for 18 minutes? Isaiah Thomas. That's more than Ty you, guys, Lue. you guys were saying 10. Me and Ty. No, I was you saying, saying 20, 20 minutes.
2: 15, 20. I was it's saying games in 20 minutes. 20 minutes.
0: We'll we'll listen back. <laughs> Shut up, Ty Lue. Me and him. We got a we got a little bit of a connection. <laughs> okay. We know what we're talking about. Dave, give you your a boy. You both get stepped over. Got it. Jail Green's my white boy coming from couch to the nba
2: dropping threes like it's nobody's business uh he's dropping an l last night He, he did have an l but honestly like it was a pretty good game like all around you know what you get with Gerald green which is just pure pure unadulterated offense that man will stroke it from three if he's feeling it and even if he's not he's still gonna do the same thing his game doesn't change you know and that's what you gotta love about him he's bounced around the league for that reason um and i loved it because he's been a perfect fit to this depleted Rockets roster. He has come in when they've been down what, three, four guys now. So giving them depth and he's coming in drop in in the last game was what, twenty nine, the game before that was twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Like he is a scoring monster out there for them.
0: Yeah, five games so far, and Gerald Green has looked awesome, too. And I think he's from Houston as well. Mm-hmm. So he is. A real, he's local. Yeah, it's a, it's a great shout-out just to see you know him come and, and play for his hometown team. Well,
1: my favorite tweet about Gerald Green mm-hmm. comes from Tim McMahon from ESPN. It's a treat to watch some of the best shooters in NBA history, you know, like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Gerald Green. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: he had that one uh, dun- uh, cumca- uh, uh-huh. cupcake <laughs> dunk at the, uh, I think it was 2008 Slam Dunk Contest. Yep. Oh my I think God. that was where uh, Dwight busted out the, the Superman game. Gerald yep. Green um, used to
2: be a monster in 2k by the way he was <laughs> like... he absolutely was him he and rudy
0: gay were unstoppable he was better than lebron after two years was mm-hmm. just in insane uh my wet boy of the week is a a, a, a podcast favorite friend of the show well, friend of the pod sweet lou sweet williams. lou williams yeah. sweet lou williams the, man in the past three legit. games since december 31st averaging 33 points eight assists shooting 48 percent from the field 46 percent from three and 93 percent From the line, I think he had some stat, too, where he has, like, one of the, like, I think looking at uh, players who've scored 40 points Mm -hmm. um, in the past two years, I think Lou Will has, like, seven or something (laughs) like that, and it's, like, close to the lead in the NBA. Lou Will is an absolute scoring machine. He's a monster, and it's going to be interesting, too, because Clippers 4-1 in their last five games, Um, but, hey, maybe if they're not, you know, closing on the playoffs, where's Sweet Lou going to go? Are they going to keep him around, or are they going to trade him? And we obviously saw what he did last year, going over the Rockets from the Lakers, was a huge help to that bench.
2: Absolutely, I think he's he's doing himself a disservice though, because he's playing way out of the uh, six man of the year award. Like he's starting <laughs> way too many games for this depleted Clifford's roster. They're going to get healthy so he can get back to that six man rule.
0: Well, then it's just going to be Jamal Crawford's take again. Okay. Oh, so there we go. Or maybe. blue
2: for uh, All Star. That, that's my that's my game plan. It'd be fun. Give him in the s- West.
0: Well, let's jump into it. We are now going to go into the mock draft. We're starting top to bottom. So we're mm-hmm. starting with 1 through 10. Um, on YouTube, it's going to be split up to three segments. So the first one, this is 1 through 10. Next one's going to be 11 through 20. And then we're going to wrap it up with 21 through 30. Now, here's the big thing i got to decide who's going to go first. Either Dave or. Or Ricky. I don't remember what we did last year. Here's
1: the thing I just want to throw this in that I yeah. like more about the NBA than the NFL. Mm-hmm. NBA is nice and even. 10, 10, 10. Oh, yeah. NFL is 10, but then 11, 11.
0: Yeah. Because you got thirty. It's awkward. Very awkward. But
2: Cut two teams. Just no one would miss the Browns. Just cut the Super Bowl and winners. maybe somebody else.
0: <laughs> last one to make a noise was Ricky, so you're going to give your first top 10 <laughs> that way. So, Dave, give us your top 10 picks of the 2018 Mock Draft 1.0.
2: Uh, so at number one as the standings currently are and that's that's a good reminder because the standings are close and they will likely change
0: in yeah, we're just using
1: Tankathon weeks. as of Friday
0: yeah. Like. as of January 5th mm-hmm.
1: yeah
2: so at number one I have the Hawks taking Luka Doncic uh, number two I have the Celtics who currently own the Lakers pick taking DeAndre Ayton number three the Magic taking another starter in Trey Young mind shocks <laughs> some people uh, four I have the Grizzlies taking Marvin Bagley five I have the Kings taking Michael Porter Jr. assuming he comes out Six, I've got the Mavericks taking Bamba. Seven, I have the Bulls, hometown team, taking Mikhail Bridges. Eight, I have the Suns taking Colin Sexton. Nine, I have the Hornets taking Jaron Jackson Jr. And ten, I have the Cavaliers via the Nets pick taking Bruce Brown.
0: Ricky, give us your top ten.
1: So we'll start same order. The Hawks, number one, DeAndre Ayton from Arizona, the center. Then the Celtics going Marvin Bagley the third, the forward center from Duke. Then the Magic, and I feel there's a part of me that felt bad for this, just because the last time that you had an international, I just thought Mario Hazonia, although they are different players, Luka Doncic (laughs) coming out from Real Madrid. Then the Grizzlies going Michael Porter Jr. The Kings going Miles Bridges from Michigan State. Mavericks going Muhammad Bamba, center from Texas. Bulls going with Trey Young, guard from Oklahoma. Suns going with Colin Sexton, guard from Alabama. Then Michael Bridges, the guard from Villanova, going to the Hornets. Mikhail And, the hat, or Mikhail. and then the Cavs going with Bruce Brown Jr., guard from Miami. That's all that thing. on the big board. Yeah, I yeah. know. That's Brandon's fault because he screwed me up with that. I came in thinking it was Mikhail, and then he was like, no, it's Michael. And I was like, whatever.
0: I have no problem with Brandon. No, I know. So. So I, I will know. totally blame Brand on that one. It's McCalbord, yeah. just from Villanova. Uh, my top ten follows Hawks taking center DeAndre Ayton from Arizona. Then the Celtics at the Lakers pick, taking Luka Doncic, the guard from Real Madrid. Then at three, the Orlando Magic taking Michael Porter Jr., the forward from Missouri, who's currently injured. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Then at four, the Grizzlies taking Marvin Bagley, the third, the forward center, from Duke. Then at five, the Kings taking Mikhail Bridges, the guard from Villanova. Six, Mavericks taking Muhammad Bamba, the center from Texas. Seven, Devils taking Miles Bridges from Mississippi State. Why not? Not Mississippi State, Michigan State. That just rolled (laughs) off the tongue. Uh, Miles Bridges, one of my favorite prospects from last year. I don't even know where it's college, apparently. Uh, Number eight, Phoenix Suns taking Colin Sexton from Bama. Number nine, the Charlotte Hornets taking Jaron Jackson Jr., the forward, again, from Michigan State University. And then at ten, the Cavs via the net Nets getting Trey Young, the guard from Oklahoma. A lot to talk about. Trey Young, very high with Dave at three. Ricky has him in the middle at seven. Mm-hmm. I have him at ten. You guys have him, Bruce Brown Jr. at uh, ten. Then obviously the talk about number one. So let's start there and we'll work our way down. Hawks going DeAndre Ayton. Ricky and I had the same thought process there. D- Ricky, you can jump in at least well, after mean, this. Oh, Okay. I was I was, okay. I, I was oh. just gonna okay. I was just Go gonna ahead. see if our minds are working the okay. same way. You look at the Hawks lineup right now Mm -hmm. and they can fill every position pretty much besides point guard and even then Dennis Schroeder isn't a lock to stay on this team but right now I would say he is a lock, 24 years old has a pretty long contract just signed an extension not too long ago I feel like he's going to be on this team for a while so point guard is pretty much away from there and then you look at that I feel like you need to pair somebody with him Donacic is a great ball handler and I feel like he would be the pick for them if they didn't have Dennis Schroeder and that's why Aiton goes here to pair with Schroeder and uh Aiton. So was that kind of your same thought process, or do you have Ayton as your Elmo. number one? Well,
1: we're on similar tracks. The first thing, and I want to throw up really quick if you guys haven't seen it, my top five. So my top five from my big board, the thing that I want to say coming into this, any of those players, so Ayton, Bagley, Doncic, Porter, and um Trey Young, you could make a case to me that any of those players could go number one to the Hawks. Not nope. saying that you're right. But if you came in any of those five, you're like, that's the team they should take number 1. I'd be like, you know what? I disagree with you in some cases, but you have the right to have that opinion.
0: I completely disagree with Trey Young going number 1, I, but okay.
1: I look at their lineup, and like you said, they can fill most positions. The big thing for me, though, is the one contract that they had coming up after this year is going to be Ilias Sova. To me, that fills the power forward spot, and I go, you know what? They've got John Collins at the 5 right now. You draft a guy like Aiton, fill him at the 5, move Collins to the 4.
0: Yeah, and it, it really, fit doesn't matter here because, I mean, <laughs> Collins is a, a good player, and, yeah. and, and yeah. you know, he's, he's showing a lot of potential here, but... You're going with the number one overall pick. You need to draft mm-hmm. a franchise changer. John Collins right now isn't a franchise changer, mm-hmm. could be a, a very good starter in the league right. in my mind. But you need to draft a franchise changer. So that's why I wasn't even thinking about John Collins. That's why mm-hmm. you were looking at, you know, the two, three, four, yep. and five for that position. Aiton with Donichich and, and Schroeder, you know, mm-hmm. having very similar games. That's why I'm going with Aiton. But Dave you got Luca, your boy at number one. Make the case for him. Best player available.
2: It's as simple as that. I, I mean, I could see, I could see Aiton going one. I could see uh, Luca going one. Both of them deservedly so. Like Aiton's physically massive. He's seven one, mm-hmm. moves like a goddamn Mack truck out there. But he has zero care to play defense. So you have a one sided player. I mean, that's that's cool enough. But you could take Luca, who is the most polished prospect to come out. Who's been playing professionally since fourteen. Who is playing against grown men, leading the league, being the MVP week by week, month by month over there. I don't know, other than the fact that he is less athletic, is the only holdback, but that's never stopped people from succeeding in the pass. So, yes, there's a um, some concern for people who don't like international prospects. Yes, there's something you can poke at. But at the same time, he's great with the ball in his hands. He's great on the pick and roll. He's great on, he's great with his court vision. He's a good passer. He's a good rebounder. He For his size... He's 6'9. You have to remember remember that. He's 6'8, 6'9. Mm-hmm. Like he is a forward with point guard handles. And that is something special. That's something I would not pass up if I was the Atlanta Hawks.
1: Here's the thing about Doncic, and it's interesting order and then one worry I have. First, the mm-hmm. one worry, and it might be minor, but yes, he's going up against grown men yeah. overseas. But I wonder what's gonna happen when he comes over. The athleticism's a little bit better in the NBA. Compared to overseas. However, it is still grown men. That's the one little not one negative that I have. Not one team could beat his team. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying He's put a college. He's played
2: international talent already in his young career as well. <laughs>
1: not talking college. No, in tournaments. Because I'm saying college and two, yes. they're not playing the same thing you're going to see in the NBA. But like I said, that to the side. The thing that's more important, Hawks and Celtics don't need a main— Like, to me, when I look at Doncic, I'm drafting him— to be the primary ball handler, Mm -hmm. to be the guy who can do that and then shoot from three. That's what I look at, and that's what I'm drafting. Hawks don't need that. They've got Schroeder locked up. Like, yes, you can draft him, but then you got to move Schroeder in my mind. And the Celtics, they don't need that. They've got Kyrie. He's got, got a, got Kyrie, he's got much more to his got, game than just shooting from three. and passing no, I know. That. Well, it, like, even those,
0: then, I'm not, I don't think he's that great of a three-point shooter. I he's mean, not amazing. He's, 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 he's not a guy that's going to be you know hitting from forty percent like in his first three years. I mean, no, he's a guy that needs you to develop can coach his shot. Him, yeah, he's like, but the 36, coaching 36, in the NBA,
1: you can coach him up at that. And just having a guy who can be my main ball handler and have that three-point range—that's the main thing. Of that's what I like about Donchich. That's what I would draft him based off of. Hawks and Celtics though don't really need that as their top number one need.
0: Well, and the one thing too, at least both of these players. I mean, Luca. I mean, he's got great fundamentals. He's mm-hmm. not a defensive stud, I and mean, no. he, he's he's, no. he's he's lacking there. And yeah. obviously, one, on one is, he's not great. Yeah.
2: And uh, if you do um, what's not an end, but uh, zone 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 defense, he has he's decent awareness wise.
0: You're not gonna play zone. Fucking teams play NBA. zone. I mean, I, most most teams don't play. Ten and, teams and, play zone. But when, okay, when you're going you're, when you're going last five minutes, you're playing zone <laughs> defense. You're not going to allow the NBA, you know, you're not going to play zone defense in the NBA in the last five minutes because those guys are just going to take advantage and shoot from the outside. So you're just going to start losing games. You're playing zone defense depends in the NBA. On the teams, depends, so, depends on teams. situations. Okay, but 95% uh, of the league isn't playing zone defense when it comes to the last five minutes of the game. And that's really when it's important. I mean, you, you need to be playing great defense mm-hmm. in the last second. So, I mean, defensively, Luka isn't great. Mm-hmm. Ayton isn't great as well. And then <laughs> yeah. obviously looking at both of them, you got to compare their offensive games I look at the athleticism. That's what puts Aiden over him. And that's why, mm-hmm. you know, also having Schroeder there, it's the best fit for yeah. them. Mm-hmm. I think Aiden, physically, ridiculous. You just look at the mi- damn kid. And he can shoot from the outside. I mean, he's shooting yeah. 30% mm-hmm. right now from three, 71% from the free throw line. It's really good for a big man his yeah. size. He's got a pretty good mid range shot as well. Offensively, he's going to be a stud. And, and, mm-hmm. and you, when you're working with a coach like uh, Buttonholzer. In Atlanta, I feel like you can get the best out of him defensively. I feel like you're, you know, he's not going to be a, a stud. He's not going to be a guy that's going to be winning defensive player of the year in his NBA career. But I feel like he can develop into a good defensive player.
2: I think he's got about the same defensive ability as uh, certain other big men. You're Carl, a big fan, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, for him, it's engagement. If he doesn't care, he's not going to do it. And that's you. You saw the motor questions coming into college. You mm-hmm. saw it in their, in Arizona's first couple of games when they looked really poor. Yeah, and it's just. He'll try on offense. He likes scoring. Cool.
0: Like he's a monster out yeah. there on offense. My, the thing that I just worry about is—is is I think you make a valid point. It's, yeah. it's very—it's very clear that the motor isn't there. But maybe going to the NBA, working with a coach like Buttonholzer isn't—is isn't really a no-nonsense guy. Yeah. And coming from that pop tree. He might be able to get the best out of him, might be able to change his mindset and and help him play, you know, defense. Because right now, also, you look at him eight and this guy's seven one has the wingspan to just stand there and block shots. Exactly. So he doesn't really need to be that great defensively right now because he just needs to do enough. Right now he's doing enough. Yeah, I think he's he's averaging
2: like one point three blocks a game. One and a half now. One and a half. So
0: I mean, like he's still gonna be like Carl Anthony Towns looked the same way in in Kentucky. He still had the length there to block shots. I feel like if he's able to change his mindset give a little more yeah, on he's the defensive side, he's he can motivated. be good. So hey, If you I, can keep him engaged, uh, he, he's a scary prospect. He's so, number one, two for a reason. Yeah, that's why That's why I feel like if, if we're talking about tiers of for these prospects, tier one, you have Donichich, you have Aiton. Mm-hmm. Aiden's a better fit to me for the Hawks. Let's move on now to the mm-hmm. second pick because no, this right. was the hardest one probably in this whole draft to yeah. really nail down. The Celtics currently holding that Lakers pick. I didn't know what to do with them because I didn't know if I should go Celtics like drafting for the Celtics or the Celtics are going to trade this pick and someone else is going to take them. I thought of it as Celtics trading this pick, someone moving up and taking Luka Doncic for me.
1: And that's where our mindsets between you and I differed because right now, and this is how I personally think of mock drafts right now, I am drafting for the team that is there. Mm -hmm. At this point, I can't predict who's going to trade up. If the Celtics are going to move, hell, the Philadelphia 76ers could get it if it becomes the number one pick. But Looking at the Celtics because they're the ones that were there. I immediately anyone in the backcourt. I said, "No, you're not getting drafted by this team." (laughs) I've got Kyrie. I've got Hayward in that backcourt. Brown, Tatum. It's already jam. It's a log jam there. Mm -hmm. I'm looking to the front court. They got wings, and that's where I'm like, you know what, scary
0: Terry Marcus Smart too. I'm just gonna go Mm -hmm. with
1: I'm gonna go with Marvin Bagley, and I'm gonna go and draft him, the next best big man off the board.
0: And that's great mind thinking as well. I Mm -hmm. I think if I had You know, slot someone there for the Celtics. It's going to be Bagley because they need offensive, they need rebounding help, is what Mm -hmm. they need. They need a physical presence down there down there El Horford's great he's a good player but he's not a great physical presence down there Bagley brings that super athletic kid he's going to be able to grab boards left and right just with his wingspan and his athletic ability but Dave you have Aiton falling there yeah and Aiton we already talked about his physical stature he can grab boards left and right perfect not fit great, for
2: the Celtics yeah, if they do end up keeping it
0: not great defensively but how do you feel like Brad Stevens would work with Aiton how do you feel like he would help No, I I think the the fact
2: that they can pair him next to one of their 18 wings and make up for him defensively, he just basically needs to be a rim protector. Like, he doesn't have to be hardcore going out to the wing to defend people. They've got enough mid-range guys who can cover everywhere else to make up for that deficiency. Like, he's someone you can hide on on an amazingly defensive team like the Celtics team. And that's the thing. Like like you said, it's the hardest one to pick because the Celtics only have two through five. If, If Aiton goes one... I could see them, yeah. Trading is likely because the other guy I'm looking at is like Bamba. Like Bamba is the ideal fit for them. If they get bounced yeah. down to five, not even questioning it. Like that's who I would go with. But at two, with my draft the way it's laid out, Aiton is the clear and above, clear and faraway winner.
0: And thinking about it and looking at all the the teams there. Who do you feel like is the most likely to move up to try to get that Celtics pick? Or possibly the th- idea that the team that I feel like is most likely is probably the Pelicans at, at, at 9. Maybe they keep that ninth pick, but it's pretty much a trade for either Boogie or AD. And that pick is moved. So if they're picking at 2, that pretty much means you know the the, the Pelicans, in my mind, would be getting Luka Donichich, Which, I mean, fill in that with either DeMarcus Cousins or AD if AD stays. Right. And DeMarcus Cousins ends up going to Boston. That's a scary pair right there with AD and, and Doncic. So I, I feel like there's definitely a team that's going to move up. I feel like Boston's going to you know, make a move because if they have that number two overall pick, they don't need another kid out there. They already yeah. have Jason Tatum. They already have Jalen Brown. Those guys look absolutely fantastic. Kyrie is still young. Gordon Hayward is still young. They just need help in the middle. A guy like DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, you can go out and get that with the assets you currently have. You don't need to develop another guy and i feel like that's something where get a finished product and help your team go win an nba finals i feel like you can do that with that pick that's why i feel like celtics probably easily the team that's going to be trading that pick they i feel like trades there, Lonzo
2: trades ball doesn't come back because if yeah. he does the lakers win games again
0: well and then also i, I mean not only lonzo but again that team is still very young oh, i yeah, mean you no, look at Kuzma, young,
2: you watch when Lonzo's not there like, yeah and as much as i love to hate on lonzo like when he's, he's out there, player. the team is a different team.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, so. he's still a facilitator, still playing good defense. But even then, like, even if and he now comes back, to shoot? Yeah, even if he comes back, though, I mean, Kuzma's still young, Ingram's still young. They're, they're going to go through culture. I, I think so they're going
2: to end I, up being a, like, six through 10 pick. I, I think the Celtics are going to lose the pick this year.
0: What do you think about that?
1: Me? I, right now. Do you now, feel like
0: they're going to stay top five? I have no.
1: I mean, I, Four if I'm putting it on it right now, half season, I'd put my money on the Lakers pick being number one. Really? Like either them being a two or the lottery, them getting the number one pick through the lottery. I have a weird feeling that that'll happen. Hmm. It'll go to the 76ers. However, the thing that I look at is, let's say it's at two. I'm looking down this order and I'm trying to think in my mind who would trade up for two. And maybe it's because I'm looking at my big board. The thing I'm looking at is, okay, if you're trading up for two and if Aiton was drafted number one, then you're trading up for Doncic. Bulls. That's who you're mm-hmm. trading up for, the Bulls. Like I would say, would, any stupid enough to. Throw. Would they do it? Like the one yeah. that I want to throw out that I thought of was the Clippers. However, I just don't know. Also, it's the Celtics, so they could do what they did in the Chris Dunn year of, oh, we'll trade you, we'll trade it. Nah, you know what? We won't trade. Yeah, I mean, it's H it's not a, onto it for sure. But yeah. I feel
0: like if they're gonna tr- use that pick, they're gonna get a mm-hmm. player that's NBA ready. So I feel like you have to look for an, a team that has. NBA mm-hmm. ready players to go and help that team. Yep. I think the Bulls are are, are candidates that would take Donachich. I think you look at the Suns; they're like a the candidates that would take Donicic. Um Same with the uh, Grizzlies, Magic. I feel like if those teams felt pressures from teams behind them, mm-hmm. they would move up to make sure they grab him. But I don't know if they have the actual NBA talent to do that outside of uh, Marcus All in uh, Memphis. Yeah. But then again, I don't know if he's worth the number two pick in the NBA draft. So that's yeah. something. That's but if they threw,
1: if they do. Have the option to throw future picks at the Celtics. The Celtics Gasol actually have and, their next pick. Do they? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, like, I mean, even after that, too, if they can throw future picks and because that's what that pr- Yeah, protect- There are some crazy
2: protections on it.
0: So, mm-hmm. it's
1: like by 2020, it's unprotected. But.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, we'll see what happens there. But I, I have Luka Doncic there because I feel like some team will trade up there. Mm-hmm. But if they don't go there, Bagley, if aiton has gone, yeah. great fit. If Aiton's still there, that's an, an, an awesome well. fit there. Yeah. Um, just needs to you know pick up defensively, but now we don't talk about John Drayton because he's off all of our boards. So uh, the other team uh, that guy I want to hit in this top three, I have him at three. You guys don't have him at three. It's Michael Porter Jr. Now there's rumors that he's coming back. Mm-hmm. He's saying that he's ready now or that he's back at least to healthy. play in
2: college this year. Just to yeah. clarify,
0: because <laughs> that he's going to be playing this year. Yeah. So there's a chance that you know come March, come February. Michael Porter's going to be on a college basketball well, floor.
1: I mean, the original report was that this was from the it's SB Nation. I'm reading this. And it was um, the Twitter of Alex Lewis, who's close to the team, said that the Dr. Rick Lehman uh, talked on Michael Porter Jr. on the radio, said, I think he'll be back in the next four weeks. And that's more than just a guess. You do four weeks from the 12th, that's next week.
0: Yeah, and then you also look at it. He's saying he's not going to rush back, but he's mm-hmm. still able to come back soon. So Michael Porter might be on... Uh, a, a Tiger team soon mm-hmm. and looking at it it's not like Missouri's doing bad 11-3 third in the SEC so this is a player that can come back gotta and throw
1: out there bragging rights lost to Illinois so right there There go. <laughs> congrats that's one of the three losses <laughs> um,
0: but still you look at what Missouri's doing this is a team that come you know SEC tournament time mm-hmm. they could be adding a guy in Michael Porter Jr. who is the mm-hmm. number one prospect or at least number one high school no, recruit uh, yeah. Yeah. coming out and, and number one prospect at least before the season started yeah. and
1: the most talked about because of the transfer too
0: Yes. Yeah, so I mean Looking at this, Michael Porter, mm-hmm. how do you feel like you know if he if he comes back in February? Let's just be you know conservative here. Let's say he comes back February or right around the SEC tournament time. Uh-huh. Maybe like a five games before. Let's say he comes back on February seventeenth against LSU at LSU or maybe versus Ole Miss because they don't want to play him on the road. Four games before the SEC tournament, then he goes to the SEC tournament, and then if Missouri's good enough, they go to the NCAA tournament. What kind of performance do you think he needs? Because this was the number one prospect before the season started and before the injury happened. What kind of performance does he need to have to prove that, hey, maybe I can get back up to that number one overall pick?
1: I think he needs to take over. Like, for me, it's not necessarily like this many points, this many assists, this many rebounds. It's just take over that team, be that leader, be the reason that team wins games late in the year. Because the whole thing for me, if you guys have heard mock draft talk from me before, it's been Doncic porter in my mind which one do you put higher and i've been favored on porter although he's been injured mainly because of like i said the oversee question in my head however if he comes back and doesn't play well that is what's going to be answered by him coming back i just want to see him lead the team do well be the reason they win games and can take over a game and then it'll be good in my
0: mind i know you love luca so, so don't say he he will over him, but do you mm-hmm. feel like Michael Porter can at least put his name back into the conversation for the number 1 pick? Because right now, most mocks have him, even outside the top five. I know Brand Swanson had, had him, him at, at six. six at the big board. Yeah. Do you feel like at least Porter can put his name back in conversation? I know you wouldn't put him over Luka, even yeah, if he I'm, goes out and, and lights it up. But you, do you feel like Porter can still have a great...
2: He know, can. The, the, the scary thing is, though, if he comes back and doesn't look right, then you're just killing yourself in your draft stock, because if you come back and show signs of continued injury, or God forbid you have another injury this season to your back, mm-hmm. like, your draft is just dead. You're, you're, you're just screwing yourself over, I you're would knocking say yourself down, the one, and you're coming back
1: again next year. One thing I would say is not the re-injury one. The first one, if he doesn't look okay, then he's going to be a steal for some team outside the top five.
0: But three. here's the thing, is that there's even rumors now that he might come back for a sophomore mm-hmm. year at Missouri. Well, he so, could have a Miles so,
1: Bridges situation, where Miles Bridges, we thought he was going to come he, out next yeah, uh, it's
0: different though. It's different because Miles wasn't injured. Yeah, so so and and Miles was playing great. He mm-hmm. wanted to win a championship. I, I don't know if if it's exactly the same thing. I understand what you're saying. But you don't want to come it,
1: back unless you love the college
0: atmosphere. I don't That's know what I'm I, saying. I, I, I feel For like him he it's prob- family, I yeah. right? his family. Yeah, his dad's the assistant coach, mm-hmm. and he uh, might play with his, his brother. Yeah, was uh, that too. It? yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But but again, the what I was trying to say was with Porter, not only does you know if he comes back and doesn't play well, if he still wants to go to the NBA draft, he can still go to the combine. And if he mm-hmm. lights it up the combine, people are going to see that athletic skill. And if mm-hmm. he's able to perform well there, then they're going to say, well, he's not that you know injured that much. He's he's mm-hmm. not held back. Maybe it was just you know he didn't play enough. He was still rusty out there. Yeah. and He could rise back up the board. So and and even if he does that and has a bad combine, he could still pull out and come back. So there's a lot of options for Porter. I feel like if he comes back and like you said, Ricky. Dominates. He's still the number one player in my mind in the board if he's healthy. If he comes back and just solidifies that with a great performance, he's back up to number one. And I would definitely consider looking at him to be an Atlanta Hawk.
1: He'd be number, and that's the key point. He'd be number one if the Atlanta Hawks are there. If the Hawks are, like, right now they're number one, if he was healthy and lightened it up right now, he'd be number one on my mock draft, If
0: too. he comes back, shoots around 85% from the free throw line, shoots above 33% from three, and shows at least quickness attacking the basket and is able to blow by you know defenders a couple of times, then easily number one on my, you know on, my, on my board.
1: Even if the Sixers are number one, I'd take him still, too. No. I would take Probably him even with not. the Sixers. Why? Where would you put him? Where would I put him? Either small forward or <laughs> or shooting guard, depending on what's going to happen gonna put with him JJ. Shooting guard. He's 6-10, don't six eleven. Or well, <laughs> then then we, power, we talk about we talk power about, forward. That's Ben Simmons'
0: forward. spot. You'll fit him in somewhere. <laughs> you You'll have six ten Ben Sean. Simmons, six eleven uh, Michael Porter Jr. Your smallest, your fourth smallest player would be Roko, who's like six eight. Then you have Joel Embiid, who's seven feet tall. I don't know about the Sixers Mark, there.
1: The Sixers could take literally anybody. Though. I yeah. think the Sixers wow, be God. looking for
0: some shooting or yeah. something. I think they'd be looking to trade because that yeah. team doesn't have a lot of holes. And if they're not able to sign JJ Redick, they're going to be looking to someone mm-hmm. to play that three or possibly someone to play the point and switch uh, Fultz over to the, two. To, to the two. Yeah, no, um, I
2: agree though. I, I think you're right. Like Porter is he has absolute star potential, and if he comes back and like gets rolling in the tournament, and you know how much like I'm sorry from a GM standpoint, you know Kings. GMs, you know GMs love watching the tournament. Mm-hmm. They ignore their scouts' information before the tournament. They're like, I don't care, don't care. Tournament, I want that guy on my team. Yeah. And if that happens and he looks good in the combine, yeah, he's going one and somebody could trade so, up for so him. So what like, you're
1: telling me is Sixers get the number one pick because I said the Lakers will, Yeah, and then the Kings trade up for number one.
2: I could see it. And, and <laughs> that's Let's not get too close to <laughs> Let's cool it on no, this. No, but I'm saying like, Just talking this, about is, Porter. this is the guy who has a ton of potential. Like you said, number one coming out of high school. There, there's a chance if he comes back and plays at a top level like we expected him to, he could reclaim that number one spot.
0: Well, it's funny you mentioned the tournament because a guy that can easily light up the NCAA, tour- NCAA tournament, a mm-hmm. guy that's going to be having GMs on the edge of their seat, is probably going to be Trey Young. The way this kid's playing, dropping dimes left and right and scoring about 30 points a night in college, he's putting up video game numbers. This kid's insane. Um, I mean, you guys talked about him on the uh, Primetime Conference. He's the number one pick. That's no, you no. could. You can't. I'm answering your question. Um, <laughs> but looking at him, he's definitely going to get GMs mm-hmm. salivating. And, and Dave, you have him going to three to the Magic. Ricky, you have him going seven to the Bulls. I feel like that is just something that you kind well, of hold on. I, I feel like that's, that's something you did just because you want Trey Young on your team. No, that's a Ricky Wettering
1: well, right there. Just to really quickly go down <laughs> it, if you looked at my mock draft, it's okay, so Doncic is off the board. The next best guard to me is Trey Young. The Grizzlies have Conley, the Kings have two guards already, don't need to heal the fox yep The Mavericks just took Dennis Smith last year. Mm -hmm. Why would they, like, yeah, you can go BPA. I don't see them going Trey Young. And then the Bulls, I see them, yeah, we got Chris Dunn, but I could see them going, this guy could work good with Hoiberg and putting
0: him in. What is the thought process there, though? Because then you're going to have Trey Young, Chris Dunn, and Zach Levine. None of those guys can play the three. They all play one or two.
1: My thought process would be, so Chris Dunn is a little bit, like has been in the league a little bit contract-wise more than Trey Young. My thought process, and this is where the Bulls fan comes out in me, I think Trey Young is going to be better long run than Chris Dunwell. So I'm putting my money in Trey Young to be my future point guard but play behind Chris Dunn to start his NBA career.
0: But looking at Chris Dunn, I mean, he brings at least. I mean, he still brings the passing no, that Trey Young does. I feel like I us. feel like with his size as well and, and his his passing, I feel like he can at least hold that. He's he's bigger than Trey Young. He's mm-hmm. way better defensively. Trey Young can't play defense. He's like Here, a, he's like a fucking gate well, out there. You're gonna have him thing. and Zach Levine, who both can't play defense in, in, in your in your backcourt. Here,
1: here's the thing I want to mention. You guys mentioned it with both Luca now and Trey Young mm-hmm. with the point guard. If you're not, like, defensively is not the best thing I put into because look at Steph Curry. How much do we rag on his no, defense? No, but
0: he has Klay he has Thompson next to him. I know. So Klay takes the, the better offensive player. That's... Zach Levine and Trey Young, both. You don't have we, a you, better. You would, you <laughs> would, you we would, want would need to, to
1: fi- We would need to find our defensive answer there. But I wouldn't pass on Trey Young because we don't have that. No, now. but what
0: I'm saying is you're going to, both two of those guys can't play defense at all. Yeah. Both of them are bad at defense. But
1: they're not going to be, in my mind, they're so, not on the floor at the same time. Clearly you just two so, K uh, trade away so you're Zach not, Levine.
0: On, but you're so you're not gonna you're not you're not gonna start Trey Young or Chris no, Dunn I, or I, Zach I would, Levine. I
1: would start off having Young play behind Chris Dunn and see if he then uh, how he plays okay. if he overtakes. Zach Chris Levine's
0: Dunn. 23, 24 years old, right? Yeah. How old is he? No, I think he's 23, 23, 24. So looking at Zach Levine, Zach Levine looks to be your future too. So he's going to be starting, Trey Young is going to be starting at some point, to, to what you're saying, that he's going to push out Chris Dunn. So you're going to have those two starting. That's a major concern for me that those two guys can't play defense at all. And, and I don't think Trey Young is a guy that's going to you know be able to play defense magically. He's 6'2", <laughs> he's a small kid, he's not really trying out there, he doesn't have the foot speed left, left and right to keep up with these guys. He's not getting through screens because he's so small. He can't play defense, and Zach Levine doesn't care. Zach Levine's athletic, but he's not playing defense out there. He came from the Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> line of thought where Wiggins, Cat, like- and Levine are great. They'll put up 20 a night, but they can't play defense. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. And Fred Hoiberg's not a guy that's going to be you know, riling up the troops to get you playing great defense. Nope. He's, he's, he's showing himself to be a good coach. But, to be fair, their, their team is, what, did have a stretch of defensive uh, prowess. There. But I don't think he's going to get the most out of Zach Levine defensively. So that's and the biggest problem that I have with the Bulls. Are you gonna, I feel like if you're, you know, if he's out there at seven, if you're going BPA, Trey mm-hmm. Young's the pick. Yeah. But I don't know if they go BPA there because they already have two guards well, there that I let, feel like can be their future.
1: Let me put this into a retrospect too. The other guy I would think at seven for the Bulls is Miles Bridges. He went off the board at five in my situation. So if Miles Bridges is there, then I've got a debate between well, Bridges what and about, Young at seven.
2: I think Ma- McHale. What about
0: McHale Bridges? Because he's a guy that can play the three. He's bigger. He a stud defensively
1: and can drop it from deep Mm -hmm. i just the thing with me is i don't want to be and i know this is going to be people are going to say overhyped because they do i don't want to be the team that passes on trey young him develop into something phenomenal and be like why didn't i take him you don't pass on steph curry well that's exactly it don't don't i don't want to i don't want to
0: take johnny Flynn or caribbean
1: and steph curry went seventh (laughs) just saying so Okay, that had like, nothing to go into my situation. It's just funny I watched your there.
0: video on Trey Young. You mm-hmm. straight up said that the the comparisons between him and Steph are ridiculous. No, oh, they are. They so are. then yeah, why because Steph was a junior when why, he had those stats. Why Young's no. a
2: freshman the, and dropping those stats? The, Have thing, some respect.
0: the
1: thing I'm the thing I'm putting into though without even bringing it up like. Throw stuff out. There's Trey Young to me has great potential, and there's a reason why he's putting up the numbers he is right now. Like everyone says, like there's the the next game I was watching today on today on ESPN. They're like, well, how's he gonna do against West Virginia's screen? It's like we have all these questions for him. Then he goes out there and lights it up. The kid is special. The kid has potential. I wouldn't want to pass on him if I was if I was GM of the Bulls, wouldn't want to pass on him. If I was the GM I'm, of even well, see the Mavericks, the Kings, the Grizzlies, okay. that got into it. They don't need a point guard.
0: I'm not denying that. The only thing with Trey Young that I have a problem mm-hmm. with and is his defense. It, it's his defense and his ability to attack, and then also. How does he respond to controversy? How does he adversity. respond to adversity? Because so far, his worst game was the mm-hmm. first game against Omaha, and he put up 15 points. Yeah. That's not that bad of a game. My yeah. career high is 11 yeah. in eighth grade basketball. <laughs> so and, 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 and we're it, gonna since then, we're
1: gonna see that as the season goes on. Hopefully, how he hit, fights adversity.
0: I'm, I'm just wondering. Again, I'm not saying this is a huge thing, but mm-hmm. I'm just wondering how he would do as a leader yeah. going up against a great team and having to pull out the best of his abilities out there. I'm uh, just I'm not saying that you know, again, so Wichita State, mm-hmm. number three team. In the nation he was fantastic against uh tcu he was fantastic Mm -hmm. He's played against big opponents and he's risen to the occasion. I'm not saying that. I'm just wondering yeah. how he handles adversity. Yeah. That's the only thing, and I'm not saying that's going to be something that holds him back. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I have Colin Sexton above him is because he's a better fit for Phoenix, and I don't see a guard a, a team taking a guard before that. I, I thought you were know, very similar to you. Mm-hmm. The Magic they can that's take Trey Young. I'm like, how do you not? That's wherever <laughs> the Magic
2: are is where Trey Young lands. But you had, I don't see them packing at two. They're taking him at two. If they're at five, they're taking him at five. Like the Magic need Trey Young.
0: Okay, that's, why? That's period. Why, why are your thoughts on? Trae because my thoughts, at least with the Magic, because I don't think it's I don't think it's wrong. Mm-hmm. The reason why I had Michael Porter Jr. going to the Magic, yeah. I know that Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. play very very similarly. But the thing is, is that I think Michael Porter Jr. is the best player in the draft. That's why I have the Magic going with him. Outside of Aaron Gordon, there's not a guy that's really staying on that team in my mind. Last I don't year's draft want, pick? I don't want... What? Last year's draft pick much? Okay, but Jonathan Isaac's not starting right now, and he's hurt. Jonathan Isaac's not going to be around, and Jonathan and Isaac, well, um, he's not going <laughs> to be... He's We're not going to be... We're talking about the guy who can okay, defend the two through let, five... Let me see. ...with I, the length of... Shut the fuck up! dinosaur Hold out I've, there. Dude, I said the wrong thing. He's not a guy that is currently in your starting lineup, and what I would say is he can play the five, so you can put him at the five, Gordon at the four, Junior at the three. It's a big lineup, but I'm just saying... I misquoted me. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> I misquoted I, me. I said the wrong thing.
1: Mine was easy. Luca was on the board. <laughs> like I'm not taking Trey Young over Luca right now. Uh, that's
0: that's fair. I think yeah. Dave would do the same thing. Yeah,
2: no, no, and I, I would. I absolutely would. But the Magic need an All Star. They need mm-hmm. somebody who has that star potential. And, and I think that's Porter is that.
0: So that's why Porter I went with could
2: them. be that. But that's how how committed are they to Aaron Gordon? Is my question. And I go, they're very committed. They need a guard. They need but, a ball handler who needs the ball in his hands. They need a guy who can shoot from the outside consistently. Michael and, Porter can do that. Yeah, but this guy is shooting in volume and efficiently, and mm-hmm. he had what? A 22 assist game. He had a couple games he where he's averaging like North seven Western boards. State. I don't care when you have 20 twists It means the guys around you are playing better. It's the difference between a good floor general and a bad floor general. When the guys around you are shooting better, when you're on the floor, that means you're a good point guard, and that's what you want on a team like the Magic, a team who at one point led the NBA in three-point shooting after the first two weeks. Now where are they at? Like fucking dead last. Mm-hmm. Like they are a team who desperately needs someone with this kind of star potential in Trey Young.
0: Porter Dude. can po- wait, P- Porter has that star potential and possibly could turn into that. It's the Magic. 11. What about it? They're not going to draft Michael Porter Jr. Two questions. What, is that, what a, does that have to do with the Magic and Michael Porter Jr.? What they, do you mean it's w- the Magic? What have
2: the Magic done with drafts and with, with player decisions? They just shoot themselves in the goddamn foot. So I'm, you're saying taking Trey Young is shooting themselves in the I'm foot? I'm saying taking Trey Young over Michael Porter Jr. is a risk. But it could pay off because we don't know what Michael Porter Jr. will be yet.
0: We know no, we Trey don't. Young is right now. And this now. this is a first mock draft, and yep. I am not worried <laughs> by his injury. If he, I am because he hasn't played. Well, yeah. and if he comes <laughs> back and he plays fine, then he's going to be three going on the Magic because he has the biggest star potential, and they need a start. Two
1: two questions I've got for
0: both of you. First
1: Go. off, and this plays into question two: Who would be your starting small forward on the Magic right now?
0: What do you mean? Like, if you were... Like, on the current team.
1: Yeah, on the current team right now, who would be there? Fournier. So, here's the question I would ask, is which one do you... Which situation would you do? Would you want to replace Fournier with Michael Porter Jr.? Because I would... I would not replace no. Aaron Gordon. So
0: here's the thing. Here's or the thing. would the, you replace Alfred Payton with Trey? Young? I would replace any of them. I want the best player and the best star. Okay, Alfred Payton mm-hmm. does not have my heart, heart tied. This guy is uh, like uh, Alfred Payton. He has spots where he looks really good, but so far he missed the rim. He, he shot and he airballed it because he couldn't see
2: the rim because of his goddamn
0: hair. Everybody has a bad day, Dave. Sometimes <laughs> I say the wrong things. He has okay. A floof.
2: That he I, can't see. Through.
0: I know, and he's a 12, 6, and four player. That's all he's ever gonna be. We I don't the see anything more the than season.
2: Him. It, every
0: Magic fans for the third straight year. Is this the year Alfred Payton can do I, it? And I don't think it is. So it's Alfred Payton, Alfred Payton's not the guy there. Okay. That, yeah. I don't think for, Fournier is a guy that's gonna put up eighteen points. But you can move on from uh, Evan Fournier. I don't think mm-hmm. he he's the guy. I don't think he's a star in the league. You can move on from Evan Fournier. It's not gonna break you know break my heart. Right. You can move him and possibly get a point guard or possibly get more picks. I don't think Fournier is. A Guy, you're going for a star. I feel like Porter, currently on the board, has the biggest star potential if he's healthy and if he even declares. We don't know if he's going to declare. Mm-hmm. So I think right there is the pick of Trey Young stupid? No. Is the pick of Donich stupid? Hell no. If Donich is on the board, you're taking him. Well, mm-hmm. here's the But th- I think Porter has the biggest star potential left on my board. That's why I guess.
1: Last over. thing I'll mention, this plays into it, is Fournier is locked up until 2021. He has his player option. Peyton's an RFA after this year. Mm -hmm. I mean It's the biggest need by far It's like If What do the magic go Do they With Peyton Do they say You know what We'll let you walk as an RFA And we're gonna draft a point guard Or are they even gonna re-sign him At the end of the year Because he is an RFA
0: Yeah I think I think they'll probably tender up But the thing is With with these teams Like the Hawks The Mm -hmm. Magic The Grizzlies I think you, you need, need that, that even, even the Mavericks, the player available. too. Yeah, even the Mavericks, too. You're looking for a star, and if you, mm-hmm. you know, like, obviously the Mavericks, they're not going to take anybody to take over Dennis Smith's spot, but you need another star to go with Dennis Smith. Yeah, if you're looking you're at lose Memphis. Dirk
1: yeah, you're Dirk sooner rather than
0: later. If you're looking at, Ma- well, Dirk's not even a star <laughs> no, I mean okay. like your star, um,
1: is what I'm saying. Well, Dennis Harris Smith is star their star yeah. right now. Smith, yeah. yeah, so I am mean, I mean, Harrison two Barnes, court. too. Yeah, Harrison
0: Barnes, too. So you're not going to take anyone at small forward, you're not going to take anyone at point guard because you already have those guys. Everyone else is pretty much suspendable because Netherlands is not making an Money there to, to He's hot make dogs and stands. Yeah, I mean Nerlens is uh, whatever. Uh, New, uh, I'm so disappointed in him. uh But you look at the Kings. I mean, they have their uh they have De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Healed. Other than that, I mean, Willie Cully Stein's playing well. But if you mm-hmm. have a guy who's going to be a star, you're going to take it. So there's guys that are there that are tied down. But other than that, even if there's players at the positions that are young, like an Alfred Payton, like a Fournier, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You need a star. We've seen what we have in these guys. They're not stars. Maybe yeah. Fournier could do that if he gets a point guard that can pass and distribute to him. But right now, you're looking for a star. I'm looking for a start. That's why Porter's there. Vucevic for Draymond, straight up, baby, straight up. Oh god. And yet another starter of the magic. We need to do another magic topic that people will actually watch, like that bismack Biambo one, because I need to see those Orlando Magic fans come back, because those were some of the dumbest comments I've ever read in the history of Most valuable Podcast, and I've run some dumb comments in this.
1: Lucevish for Trayvon, straight up, baby. I love
0: it. Um, Anyways, uh, real quick, I'm going to run down. Also, Kaz and Trae Young, Trae Young's not going to be the 10th pick. He's going to move up. Someone's going to take him. But they need
1: a point guard.
0: They need well, a point. Guard like well, I there. think I think Isaiah is not going to stay. I, I don't know if Isaiah is yeah. first sure going to stay. And also, mm-hmm. I don't if they keep the pick and they don't move it because they're afraid of yeah. LeBron leaving. Trey Young's going to be a yeah. great. I mean, I don't have to defend why Trey Young's no, going no, to Cavs. No, no, I know. Calves, but like, yeah. we, but,
1: like even like you have Trey Young, Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown. So it's like we all have a point. guard. We all think point guards probably yeah. the spot they'd go.
0: Yeah. Um, also with Bruce Brown, I don't know. I don't like him. 10, 10 really? He's not a top ten pick. You have Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox right there. Kevin Knox has a ton of potential. Uh, Jaron Jackson. It would be going way before Jaron Jackson. Uh, Jaron Jackson's going way before Bruce Brown as well. Howard uh, Diallo like him way better. Uh, Robert Williams as well like him way better but than Bruce Brown. There's are a are lot point of guys. guards,
1: is what I'm saying.
0: Uh, Diallo is. No, Diallo uh, is not a point guard. Eh, nah, eh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Diallo is, though. Because he's six 6'5". And, yeah, he's, that's the thing. <laughs> he's not
2: he's, a great basketball player.
0: He's you No, know, he's like, not. He has potential he, because of his body. So th- maybe he could become a point guard. He's five. He, his handles are not clean yet. Nothing's clean. Uh, he can dunk. Yeah, Kid can he's slash. athletic. Kid he's, can slash. He's athletic. So yeah. I don't know what Diallo is. Diallo, I, would, I would take Diallo, though, over Brown. So that's Fair so. Looking at that, even even if you're looking for a point guard, though, I would still go him because you have LeBron James. If LeBron's staying, well, that's, that's a so the thing is, if know. LeBron's staying, you really don't need a point guard. And if LeBron goes, you need a superstar. That's why I'm not going. You could Brown, resign IT, going, and then you
2: need a small forward also. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, the Cavs are a tricky one. If Trey Young's there, I mean, just imagine. I don't know what happened there. Uh, if Trey Young's still there, just imagine Steph Curry and, and, and LeBron James mm-hmm. playing on the team. And yep. there you go. Yeah. It's 2K wet dream right there. Uh, real quick, just running down, though, uh, teams that we didn't hit. Grizzlies, they need something. You're going to take the best player available. That's why Marvin Bagley yep. goes for Dave and I. That's why Ricky takes Michael Porter Jr. He's the best player available. Available. Kings need a small forward. Mikhail Bridges, defensively. Him, De'Aaron Fox, Willie Cauley-Stein. That is a nightmare defensively Absolutely. for any team. Mikael Bridges, the smart pick there for the Kings. Heel's not going. Fox isn't going. So they're not going to go guard there. Mohamed Bamba across the board for the Mavericks. Best player available. And if it's a need, he's going to be a great rim protector. And he also has a shot that might develop. He so shoot, yeah. could be a huge steal for Mohamed Bamba. Seven, I have Miles Bridges going for the Bulls. Dave has them going Mikael Bridges. We obviously talked in mm-hmm. nauseam for Trey Young going to the Bulls. Yep. But the idea there, they need to fill that small forward position. Mm-hmm. Mikael Bridges and Miles Bridges both does that for them. The Suns need a point guard. Colin Sexton across the board. Best fit for that team with his ability to drive and dish. His ability to score as well, taking pressure off that book. Great fit there for the Phoenix Suns. Nine, the Hornets. If they get rid of Kemba... That could be a spot there Long for Trey Young bitches. if he's there, um, but I don't think they're going to get rid of Kemba. That's why Jaron Jackson goes for me. They need a forward. They need someone around there. They're not going to go with a guard in my mind. Uh, Mikhail Bridges could play the, the small forward, though, uh, because Malik Monk's there already on the uh, a bench, and he's going to be a growing into a starter. I think he's even starting for them right now. No, it's like ago. a lamb. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. So... Um, so uh, Malik Monk yep. uh, is, is the future, there. The though. Moist
2: Monk will come eventually.
0: Is the future there. Uh, in Charlotte, and then 10, obviously, we talked about that. Bruce Brown, they need a point guard, so that's why Trae Young goes for me. Best point guard, best player available. And then Bruce Brown, in your guys' mind, is the best point guard available. You know who could use Wiggins? Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Boston.
1: Boston? They need wings. They got all the wings.
0: That was
1: a joke, Ricky. Do you think Buffalo Wild Wings is going to sponsor them? Cause they got all the wings. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be that would be good. just like originally. Oh, just like originally, <laughs> I had Mich- I had Michelle Robinson going to the Bucks. Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson.
0: Robinson, call him Michelle. Call <laughs> it, going dude. to the
1: Bucks because team wingspan, baby. No, <laughs> I, I, I had the shout out. There was wingspan. a guy. Uh, I think uh, I said that on the big board. I'm like, he's yeah. gonna go to the Bucks. Like David, uh, say it.
0: Anfernee, Anfernee Simmons. Yeah, he's, he's like six four, but he has like a seven one wingspan. I was like, <laughs> I, put him on, I put him on the Bucks without thinking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, right, let's go. Good shit, I have to fart one second. No, it didn't come. <laughs> uh, it'll work itself out. If I hear one during the podcast, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. There hide. it is. It came out.
0: Okay. Um, who do I you want? Who, who do out. you guys want to talk about in in this? Um, I want to. Let's just do it by team. Yeah. I want to talk Knicks. I want to talk Pistons. 76ers and Pistons.
1: Knicks, 76ers, and Pistons. Ooh. You know what? Let's throw the nuggets in there, too, to go off of a conversation that you guys had about Jokic. Do they move on from Jokic? Does that play into...
0: Why the fuck would they move We didn't have that conversation. Didn't you have that
1: conversation about his extension or something? No.
0: Hell no. We had the conversation of, do they decline his options okay. so they can sign him to a longer contract? I thought it was yeah, declining the options. They get, so they get that him to a longer contract, contract without anyone no.
2: else having the chance to offer him anything. Okay. No. It's no, a safety move. Not get rid of him. God, no. No, no, he he Hell is no. he is the future.
1: Yeah. Or instead of Nuggets, we can go Pelicans because of the Demarcus Cousins. Is he going? Because isn't he up yeah. at yeah, the we'll end do, of the we'll year? Yeah,
0: we will do your too. Okay. Oh. Well, I
1: would take Nuggets off of it then because I, I thought I would I would take, Yeah. I would take Suns over. We already talked about the
0: Suns. We talked about Suns.
2: Yeah, Suns are on two bitches. Well, so
0: what I'll do, what we'll do is four teams. Hey, what we'll do is four, two, we'll, hey, we'll do is four teams, and then we'll talk about a prospect that we want that we like. Yeah. All okay. Right. We'll do that.
1: Then, you know what? Take the Pistons off of the team. Why? Unless okay. you guys you want, want to. Yeah, because he wants to just talk about Because mine was just Grayson Allen. So if you guys he don't want... Unless you Grayson, guys man. want to talk
0: no, about that's No, that's perfectly fine. All right, okay. let's go. Then don't
1: we need a fourth team?
0: No, okay. three teams are good. Three okay. teams and then prospects. Okay.
1: Okay. You bitch. Okay. Be it. Thanks, Trevano. You're welcome.
0: All right, ready? Try bulge. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, let's move on now to the second segment where we talk about the 11 through 20 picks. Is going to be a little quicker. I think that was about 40 minutes of the top 10. 10 10's always one. long. And yeah. It's the first one. It's always long. A gun. <laughs> this is my favorite. These are my favorite
2: podcasts. Honestly, that top 10 could have been like an hour and a half you know if what? we'd gone through everybody. No, because, easily.
1: Because this segment's going to be shorter, I'll throw this question out. Before we get into the middle, for our last 5.0, do we do a two-rounder? No, For the last I'm not mock afraid. draft, do we do a
0: two-rounder? I'm, I'm with not you, afraid. I'll put it I'm on the... You. If, if you guys don't want to do it, I'll just put it on the website. I, I did it before. I will I make in. up
2: people's names in the second round, <laughs> and I'll sprinkle them in, and you guys won't even know.
0: I, I will not I'd say no in. to that. Let's just And in. we can make up colleges, too. But they, yes. let's do real <laughs> Northeastern players. Northeastern State. Let's do real players from real colleges uh, with your 11 through 20. My 11
2: through 20. All right, so at 11, I do have the Jazz taking Miles Bridges. If he falls this far, which is... Potentially unlikely, but the way it worked out in my first run through. Wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked. Again, he has come back and he has not looked as sharp because this whole team is just popping off. And he's been injured. And injuries, yes. So, number 12, I have the Clippers going Kevin Knox. Perfect fit for them. A guy who could really become a star in the league. Number 13, I have the Knicks going Troy Brown. 14, I have the Sixers getting Hamadou to drop to them, which would be an amazing fit. Uh, Maybe, maybe. Uh, 15, I have the Pacers going Trayvon Duval. 16, the Trailblazers taking Wendell Carter Jr. 17, I have the, Pace, I have the Pelicans taking uh, Lonnie Walker. 18, I have the Nuggets going Robert Williams. 19, I have the Suns taking uh, Zan and Musa.
1: And number 20, the Pistons taking Anthony Simmons.
0: Ricky. 11 through 20.
1: For me, it starts back up at 11 with the Jazz going Jaron Jackson Jr., the forward out of Michigan State. Then the Clippers at 12 going Kevin Knox, just like Dave had, forward from Kentucky. The Knicks going Hamadou Diallo, guard from that same Kentucky team. Then the Philadelphia 76ers going Troy Brown, guard from Oregon. The Pacers go with Robert Williams, the forward center from Texas A&M. Then my favorite name to say... In the entire draft, the Trailblazers (laughs) going with Chimezi Matu, the forward center from USC. The Pelicans going Wendell Carter Jr., another forward center from Duke. Then Brandon McCoy, the forward, going to the Denver Nuggets. Lonnie Walker to the Suns. And then everyone's favorite college prospect, Grayson Allen, going to the Bad Boy Pistons.
0: You mean the Primetime Podcast favorite? Yeah. No,
1: I, think, I think college basketball fans love to talk about Grayson
0: Allen. I don't give a shit. About Everyone's got Alan. an
1: opinion about Grayson Allen.
0: Just wait till you see where I have Grayson Allen going. <laughs> I know, and I, I have a great reasoning <laughs> where why Grayson <and> Allen's <laughs> going there. Well, let's move into my 11 through 20. The Utah Jazz taking Kevin Knox, the forward from Kentucky. Then at 12, the Los Angeles Clippers taking Hamadou Diallo, the guard from Kentucky. 13 New York Knicks taking Troy Brown, the guard. From Oregon. 14, the Philadelphia 76ers taking Robert Williams from Texas A&M. 15, the Indiana Pacers taking Trayvon Duval from Duke. 16, the Portland Trailblazers taking Wendell Carter Jr. from Duke. 17, Pelicans taking Bruce Brown from the U. 18, Nuggets taking Chemezi Matu from USC. 19, the Suns via the Heat are taking Brandon McCoy from UNLV. And 20, the Detroit Pistons taking Lonnie Walker from the U. Just fun fun pairings there, though, because Miami-Florida has two guys going, Duke has two guys going back-to-back, and Kentucky has two guys going back-to-back.
1: The only thing that I will say is, just to reveal the the behind-the-screen, we did have to do a jump cut. The thing I didn't like, though, about your second read-through... It's how you said the U you this you dropped time. The you. I liked how you did it the first time because you said it in like the Chicago super fan accent. Thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> You're like thank you. I'm sorry. Well, I was rushing. I like that. That was my favorite. Well, I'm rushing because you. You know, limited show time. Out. Limited time on the camera. We're all I just want to make sure here. we don't
2: make mistakes. Let's no, we... jump in
0: though. Let's before. You know, let's just mm-hmm. let's get through this because I don't. Wanna, I want to. I don't want to hark on my my uh, <laughs> my mistake there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at 13, let's just go to the New York Knicks because this is a team polarizing. That, yeah, I mean this is late lottery team. New mm-hmm. York Knicks playing really well so far unless they're I mean, really tired yeah <laughs> then, then they're bad but so far hey man, I all almost back to back knicks have been exceeding expectations at least in my mind they've been playing really yeah, well
2: picking top 10 that's
0: yeah right there and Chris Dobbs is a monster you look at enos cancer oh my god insane be easy.
2: what a uh, combo those two turned into
0: be easy he's been fun for a little bit he's form a former white boy tim hardaway jr uh went healthy has been really good We're earning that contract uh yeah. putting up seven 17 points per game it's not terrible Come Get on. Right. That that contract Respects is Tim
2: straight up terrible.
0: Yeah, it's bad. I mean, you it, it's signed bad. Tim Hardaway Jr. for four years, $82 million. <laughs> Remember, what they, were you expecting?
2: they re-signed him because they let him go, and then... You
0: know, and then they traded him, and, they, uh, and then uh, Courtney Lee's been also awesome for them yeah. as well. Weird. So, I mean, looking at all of this, not a lot of holes they have on the team. Frank as well. Oh, and well, obviously Frank. I mean, obviously. Frank, you don't need to mention him. He's like right. a silent killer out there. <laughs> I love Frank. He's my boy. Uh, but in the Knicks, not a lot of holes on this team. So really addressing him, I was trying to look for the future. And I looked to the shooting guard position and Courtney Lee because he's on uh, his second year of a four-year deal. He's 33, I believe, if my mind's correct. So looking at it, they're going to be moving away from Courtney Lee mm-hmm. once that contract's up. Br- uh, Troy Brown, who I have him going with. Good outside shooter, guy that can really develop into a player that could be a great shooting guard, especially with Frank being the point guard there. And Frank really showing his ability to distribute and really being able to stretch it out, opening up lanes for Frank, opening up lanes for Kristaps, uh, and then opening up them inside for uh, Enos Kanter. So I felt like it was a really easy pick to really slot in a shooting guard there. But it was really the decision of what shooting guard. But I like Troy Brown's ability to shoot. And rise up. So that's why I went Troy Brown. what was your guys' think thought process for the New York Knickerbockers?
1: Well, you know, mine was kind of similar where I looked through it, and really the one position that spoke to me was that shooting guard. Because it's like, all right, you drafted Frank. He's obviously the point guard of the future. You gave Tim Hardaway Jr. big money. He's obviously, right now, I'd put him at small forward. Then you got Porzingis, you got Cantor. Really, to me, it's that Courtney Lee spot. And yeah, you're going to have him under contract until, um, what is it, 2020 is when he be or 2021 when he becomes a free agent. Why not go with the guy who we've said is a freakish athlete but needs the most development, Hamadou Diallo?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Why not and-
1: go with the guy that, hey, we're going to have Courtney Lee here. He's going to be our starter. So then Hornacek
0: can mold Diallo into whatever he wants him to be. The only thing that worries me with Diallo there is mm-hmm. that this is a team that's going to need – I mean, obviously he's going to have two years, and, and and maybe Courtney Lee's not that good when it comes to that fourth year because he's going to be thirty five years old. And you don't yeah, know what he's going to be actually don't doing. People to peak at thirty two, like he is. Yeah. So I'm just going to say that's uncharacteristic. But he is a good three and D player, mm-hmm. and it, and that's when they signed him. That's what we were thinking. Yeah. So it's it's not crazy that Courtney Lee's performing the way he is. The only thought process though, at thirty five, what is he going to? Do you need a player that's going to jump in is right he away? Is
2: Benjamin buttoning us though? Like at thirty five, <laughs>
0: could no. he be an all star? that'd be amazing but no I don't think so uh but I look at it and I feel like at least with Diallo he needs so much work it's gonna be so much dedication to really get him up to Mm -hmm. an NBA level and you're kind of already doing that with Frank to get him to an NBA scorer I mean right now he's only averaging around eight points per game he's great defensively uh Frank is but I feel like you're gonna need someone to pick up that offensive slack I had a weird dream uh, that Trey Young uh, fell to the to the Knicks. This was when the Knicks were not mm. at thirteen. This yeah. is when the Knicks were at like around seven. I just thought about the ability oh of having God. Frank and Trey Young mm-hmm. be Frank covering twos and then Trey mm-hmm. Young playing the one. It's just kind of got me just really <laughs> really excited for the New York Knicks. So if they want to trade up and get Trey Young, no, I was that would say, be ridiculous. If,
1: they, if he's there at seven, they could trade
0: up. I would I would love it. Maybe yeah. like, I, I thought the Kings would be a team that moved down. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Knicks make a move for Trey Young. Yep. Yeah. Not thinking that's going to yeah. happen. Well, going with this, I thought Troy the, Brown though. They at least
1: need a two guard though, or sugar. they need yeah. a backcourt mate to Frank is what they do. And I mean, the thing is, like you guys had Troy Brown. Yep. That would who if Diallo is off my board, that's who I would have them take. But the thing is, I look at Diallo and it's yet again with me potential let me play into that potential and see i think the potential for diallo is better than brown in my mind
0: i think yeah. i don't think you're wrong with the potential there mm-hmm. but i think you look at troy brown pretty young kid one of the younger kids in this mm-hmm. draft i think around like 18 he just turned 18 like 4 months ago yeah. um he also has a ton of size 67 but he is you know he could play the two yep in my mind, I know he's a bigger guy, so mm-hmm. having that length with him and Frank would be absolutely ridiculous out my there. I feel question. like he's got that athleticism, though, and that outside shot, or at least the ability to become a good outside mm-hmm. shooter.
1: My only question with Diallo going to the Knicks, though, is Jeff Hornacek the guy? Like, I get that coaching in the NBA is going to be better than college. Mm-hmm. Sorry to Coach Cal. However, is Hornacek the guy you want to develop? Like, are you being like, Hornacek will be able to develop Diallo into don't the see guy that anything wrong
0: i mean i mean i i'm a i'm a big fan of Hornacek. Mm-hmm. well and I'm l- just saying
1: because Hornacek in our coaching rankings was Towards the bottom. Yeah, but he didn't everyone. have a team
0: last year. And now you look at what he's doing with the <laughs> team, and he's doing really well. Mm-hmm. Porzingis say, is developing. Cantor's really you know, come on, uh, uh, on both offensively and defensively. I know he's already great offensively, but defensively, yep. he's coming on really strong. And Frank hasn't looked lost out there. We This is what really we expected from Frank. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly if they just have enough time to put towards Diallo and Frank. Because of the have age that age dual of young Lee.
2: backcourt, while well, you have somebody like Cantor who is in his prime, mm-hmm. and
0: they're. Again, and Porzingis, who isn't in his prime, but he is a guy that is an injury risk just because of his size in the yeah, way he plays.
2: This team is one year out and maybe a good free agency period away from being an eighth seed in the East. This is the goddamn East. You have to remember that. Like, being being a lottery team and being in the playoffs is like a win or two away.
1: God forbid they get LeBron James, right? My yes. thought was maybe because maybe—,
0: cause maybe. The team behind them, Philly, uh-huh. they don't, they're not able to match that one-year, twenty-million-dollar contract they're giving to JJ Reddick, and mm-hmm. maybe JJ Reddick goes to uh, New York.
2: Oh come on, you know that Can was upfront payment, so that way next year they get him on the cheap. I would. It
0: was a two. Year, it was an unofficial two-year deal. I'd love it. I'm pretty You're sure just afraid that, re- that JJ Redick's going to be leaving the greener pastures or well, bluer pastures <laughs> in the Big Apple. So yeah, maybe hey, he's going somewhere. May, but I, I feel like Trey Brown could be a really <laughs> effective player. I, I think that yeah, he's, I think he's, he's, he's a better basketball. Kyle,
2: and he's got a decent handle for a bigger yeah. guy as well.
0: And he's a better basketball player right now than Diallo, and I feel like that's <laughs> what they need right now is a better basketball player. But let's go to the 76ers because Dave has Diallo there. I do. And, then, and we're, we love talking Sixers Time here. to develop, man. On we're the Fastball Podcast. Spot and
1: wrestling. just to put it mm-hmm. out there, according to SpotRack, J.J. is up at the end of the year. Yeah, so yeah, we know. Not, that. Okay, it was I a one-year, twenty I million dollar that Dave deal. Mentioned something about a second year. No, no he that's was what I he was saying the nudge,
0: nudge, wink, oh, wink. Like, oh, hey, we gave like, you twenty because so he was you take, really worth yeah. about maybe fifteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you take you know eight or ten next, you know, next year. year, we'd really okay. appreciate it, JJ. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. No. He, he signed a one-year. Same with uh, Amir Johnson as well. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to be mm-hmm. bringing his bum. Yeah. His no. He's been terrible. But with the 76ers, our favorite fast break team, uh, you have Troy Brown going there. You have Diallo. The flip, obviously. What do you feel as being the resident 76er fan um what do you feel diallo brings to this team
2: uh right now i mean he brings explosiveness off of the bench like that would be his role he's there to attack the rim to be aggressive and to be a long defender who gets in people's way that's that's exactly what you want out of this guy because he doesn't have to come in and perform for you day one because you have your core this is bonus money the sixers are playing with house money you have to remember Mm -hmm. that if you know that uh lakers pick doesn't go between two and five this year Goes to the cell, It goes back to the 76ers, and they get to play the same game next year with the Kings pick. So it's not like they're not going to be loaded with picks. This is pure bonus. This is take the guy who has the most potential left in this draft, and that is Hamadou Diallo because he is a freak athletically. And if he came out last year, we, we talked about it. He would have been 20 to 25 range. So, like mm-hmm. it, again, this is a guy who's only improved his stock a little bit but still has all the physicals why you want him.
0: I think he's got like a 44-inch vertical, too. It's something stupid. Um, Looking at Troy Brown, how do you feel he fits the 76ers?
1: The main reason why it's exactly like Dave said. The only thing that this team could really lose at the end of the year is J.J. Redick. However, with them faults coming back from an injury being next year, it's really, okay, we lose J.J., Fultz is in there, what are we going to draft? Fultz drag? is going to come back this year. Yeah, no, that's what I'm he's saying. back but next week. Yeah, In the draft, we'll be drafting for next year, and I assume that Fultz will be back next year because he's under contract. I go defensive. Like well, wouldn't be. It's <laughs> all about defense with Troy Brown, and that's what I look at, where he can be a guy, even if they play Fultz at the two because Ben Simmons is your point forward, Brown can come off the bench when they need him defensively because he's not. Yeah, he can well, score an attack to back. Defensively, bit, Fultz but he's will not still a guard once. Yeah. No, but yeah, I mean, Troy six, Brown five. can yeah, help defensively, things. is what I'm saying. He can yeah. help in the defensive front.
0: My thought process here was they need a shooting guard, and yep. most of the kids behind this, at least behind, uh, you know, on your draft, uh, Robert yeah. Williams, can't shoot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that's a problem. Um. They don't really have a true point guard. I feel like maybe that would be the other guy to you know really rack up a six and mm-hmm. push Fultz over to more of a shooting guard, you know, role, and and maybe I like I don't know, like I, there was not a guy that really jumped off my board and said 76ers need to take this guy because Brown, Diallo, both gone. Uh Kevin Knox gone as well. I went Robert Williams, at least here, because you look at his ability defensively, and when Embiid is off the floor, putting in Robert Williams, there's going to be a dip, but he's not that big of a dip because this guy is a stud defensively. And, you know, having him come off and playing with Dario probably, that would be something that's really scary because you're not losing – offensive talent because Dario's great offensively obviously i um, you're pretty much getting mb just split up into two people is what i'm trying to say <laughs> because defensively robert williams looks like he can be a guy that could be a, a, a lockdown defender down there and you look at Saric; we've seen the offensive potential in dario so maybe he will be able to let you know pick up some of the slack that joel is taking off the floor so i mean offensively i don't love robert williams i know this team is forward loaded but I feel with his ability defensively, he's got such a high ceiling that you really can't pass up Robert Williams. And I know, again, it's ridiculous just because they have Saric and Covington and Simmons and Embiid and all these forwards. And also um, Rashawn Holmes as well I was say, at the center. Like... <laughs> I feel Williams, though, is a higher potential than, than Rashawn Holmes. Holmes, ridiculous athletic, though. I feel uh, Williams is a better basketball player. And that's, th- that's why I would go with Williams. The
1: thing I like most about Williams, and I know I had him a little lower on my big board, was his motor and how he, like, when it's a loose ball, he's going to go after it. And mm-hmm. that's the thing where it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, he's going after a loose ball. But it's you can't teach that. You can't make a player want to have that kind of a personality. And that's the thing I like most about Robert Williams. And if you went to the 76ers, when Embiid is sitting, you can still have some—yeah, it's not the same offensively, but you can have someone out there at the center position— to lock it down inside scoring and defense.
0: Yeah, he's a great athlete and added strength, and that was the mm-hmm. one thing I didn't like about him last year, and he's added strength this year, and I feel like mm-hmm. that's something that is going to... It's not improving his draft stock because he was around a 10th pick, 11th mm-hmm. pick for me last year, but now I feel like this is more of a solid prospect, and I would feel safer taking him, where last year I was a little bit iffy on him. because mm-hmm. So that offensive potential isn't there. I don't really see him being that great offensively, but defensively he looks like a lockdown stud. And looking at the Philadelphia 76ers, this is a team that this year could possibly be? be a playoff team next year most likely going to be a playoff team and having a guy like Robert Williams coming off the bench could absolutely change the game yeah. and, and really you know shut down a player where if you're looking at the East if you have a guy that's just absolutely killing you on the inside and, and, and I don't think that would be happening because of Embiid but if he's, you need to take Embiid out just because of Embiid's you know injury history, minutes restriction, whatever's Mm -hmm. going on. I know playoffs are not going to have a minutes restriction, but still, you don't want to outrun Joel Embiid. You're not going to lose that defensively, and that player on the opposite end isn't going to be killing you, and Robert Williams can at least bring that defensive mindset to your team and and really help you out. So I I like what Robert Williams there. I know they're loaded forward-wise, but I mean this is a playoff team that's super young, so they're going to have most of their positions filled out. Mm -hmm. It's just about drafting potential and making sure that you have the depth on that team. So, really a depth pick there for the Knicks and 76ers, where you look at the Pacers, Trailblazers, Pelicans, Nuggets. They need players and, and guys to fill out the starting lineups. Let's go to one of those teams in the Pelicans. Obviously, Demarcus Cousins coming up after this year. Anthony Davis and trade talks, we talked about, it, I think, last week or two weeks ago.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: One of the weeks, um, we're not sure that Anthony Diff is going to get traded. We're not thinking he's going to get traded, but he's because yeah. he's locked well, up he until like twenty twenty Celtics. Celtics could yeah. blow the load if they get the two pick. Twenty 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 one twenty twenty one. He's 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 locked down until. Mm-hmm. So looking at the Pelicans, Rondo on a short contract, Drew Holiday still there, but really it looks like Drew Holiday and and He'll AD are yeah <laughs> AD are those two guys that are going to be on there. Outside of that, they need players. So looking at that. I went with Bruce Brown, a guy that you guys had in the top ten earlier. Really athletic player, could really pair well with Anthony Davis. I like Bruce Brown here because you know he's got a bigger frame, uh, an athletic guy. I feel like pairing with Anthony Davis could really be explosive. Mm-hmm. And Drew Holiday can bring at least the shooting and the scoring ability that I feel like, you know Bruce Brown kind of lacks a little bit. Um, but the thing with the Pelicans is, is they don't really have the guy that they need. They need a guy like Luka. They need a guy like Trey Young. They need a guy who can be able to take over a game on that outside position, or even a Kevin Knox to, to fill in at that small forward position. They need a guy that's going to be a forward or they need a you know a true point guard, and I feel like they're not getting that, and there's not a guy that I would take over Uh, Bruce Brown in in, in this draft class, at least where the Pelicans are currently sitting at 17. Ricky, though, you had him going with Wendell Carter, so pretty much a a replacement for Boogie. Well,
1: my mindset was, and call me crazy for this, but I looked at two of the main contracts are coming up at the end of the year, DeMarcus Cousins and Rajon Rondo. And if they got to the end of the year, I don't think they should, because if you're trying to move anyone, it should be Boogie. Um, I would, out of the two... Rather draft a guy like Wendell Carter Jr. and then re sign Rondo because the contract would be cheaper. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this with Cousins and Davis in the front court, I don't think you're going to win a championship with that front court. So I would push to trade Demarcus Cousins, but if we're sitting there and I'm picking to re sign either of them, I'll pick Rondo to re sign. I'll go with Wendell Carter Jr. Jr. and then Anthony Davis, I can be like, you know what? One of you will be the four, one of you will be the five. I would probably put Davis then to the four and have Carter be my five.
0: I disagree with your mindset. I would rather keep Demarcus Cousins Mm -hmm. because it's Demarcus Cousins, and I don't care about how much money he wants. I will pay him that money because he is a... He's
2: the best center in the game. Yeah, he's a game changer. Call me crazy. No, I I understand. I don't even know why you're worried. Like Rondo's contract is minuscule for what he's doing for them, unless he suddenly decides that he's like, I'm a ten million dollar player this year. Well, he might
0: because he's been taking cheap contracts. I mean, you don't know what his thought process is. is. I mean, you don't know what his thought process is. I mean, Rajon Rondo is like one of the most you know biggest enigmas in the NBA. So, I mean. I think that Demarcus Cousins should be your number one idea to resign. If, but the thing is, is that see, are, are they that gonna I resign would, him?
1: Yeah, I would. Because, re, I mean, are, I are they re- gonna have this team to yeah. resign
0: him? Because are they gonna trade him?
1: I would resign. Like at, this is the end of the year. Let's say we don't trade him. I would resign Rondo. Okay, Boogie, it's been nice. I'm gonna go after mm. a different free agent with that money, and then draft a guy like Wendell Carter here at 17.
0: I would rather draft a guard, and then. Keep boogie because it's boogie. What are your thoughts, Dave?
2: Uh, I'm I'm in the same as you. That's why I had them go with uh, actually your backcourt mate and uh, Lonnie Walker. (laughs) I I think I like the kid. I think he's still a little raw, but he was also injured beginning of the season. Meniscus
1: he tore. Yeah, yeah.
2: So I think you might be getting him at a discount if he's available here. Um, Again, the the draft is about potential. Mm -hmm. I think potentially he could be a good NBA player, and I think if you get him here, solid fit for the team going forward. And like I, I agree with you on the like you're throwing money to keep boogie there because having him and ad and i've i've gone on rants about this is something that no other team can counter if you can correctly use them it's an uh, it's a matchup abuse and having somebody there to help in the backcourt of the future as Rondo transitions out of the team, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you need someone who has the ability to be a primary ball handler, and that's something Lonnie Walker could be.
0: My thought process is Bowen will... Uh, not not Bowen. I keep wanting to say Bruce Bowen. <laughs> I know, saying. right?
2: Uh, yeah. Bruce All Brown will
0: at least be able to step in and contribute more, and I feel like they're a playoff team, and they want to be in the playoffs more consistently so AD isn't thinking about leaving, so DeMarcus Cousins isn't thinking about leaving. Mm-hmm. They want to keep them happy. Yeah. I feel like Brown will give them the better chance right away. Yeah, and I feel like true. that will be their thought process to keep winning, keep fans in the seats, and keep their players on their team, I feel like Brown gives them a the better chance right away. But I don't disagree with your thought process of, hey, let's draft a guard for the future mm-hmm. because when Rondo and Holiday get older, we'll have a guy there. Um, and I also don't disagree, disagree with you, Ricky, at least in your thought process. I mean, I, I don't think they let Boogie go, but if they trade him— no, I would trade him would yeah, be the option. If they trade him, then—if if they still have Boogie mm-hmm. after the trade deadline, they need to re-sign him. Yeah. I, you can't let Boogie walk or for free signing in my mind. trade. You I don't think they're going right? to do that. I think, I think they'll they'll sign him mm-hmm. and keep him on the team. Um, but I, I think that if they do end up leaving him, I think Wendell Carter could be re- a really good fit there. Yeah. But the thing is, though, he's already off my board, so that's why he's <laughs> not getting taken by the Pelicans. Well, and
1: that's the beautiful thing about the mock draft is I had him on the board, but it was like, Sean, oh, you had him off before. That's why I yeah. couldn't have him in this mm-hmm. situation.
0: Yeah, Dave and I had Wendell Carter going uh, before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 the Pelicans, the to Pelicans, yeah, to the Trailblazers So, um, what we're going to do now, real quick, who is your favorite prospect? We have a very little mm-hmm. uh, minute t- time, so just keep it quick. Who's your favorite prospect that we didn't talk about?
1: Mine is easy, Grayson Allen, number twenty to the Pistons. This, to me, if there's any one prospect that fits a city and fits what a team is all about, he, he just is a like everyone hates him. Um, the Pistons embrace that usually. Piston I fans, you know what they hate? They hate you. Come in, we're gonna love you, bad boy for life. <laughs>
0: The bad boy Pistons? They need a point guard in my mind, so I don't think they're going Grayson Allen, because they just drafted his I buddy in Luke Kennard. They, they have don't like three two them. guards right now who know. are legit. And they got Avery Bradley. They've, yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. I, so, but, so, my favorite. But, anyway, with the culture, I agree with the culture. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a pick. Yes. face If there's
1: anyone player. The, the bad boy the
2: Pistons want the guy who's crying on the court because he's cranky. That's That shows heart. That shows toughness.
1: That's what the Pistons are all about. That's Detroit, Detroit. I'm going more on the fact of everyone hates you. You know what? You're one of us. It's uh, like. All right.
2: So my favorite pick prospect out of the out of this current grouping is on Musa He's an international player who is a phenomenal shooter. And outside of that, nothing. But who freaking cares when you can launch the ball with the accuracy that he can? Uh, I just think that someone with his size worth the pick, um, because look, if he if he can grow his game out. Anything beyond his amazing shooting is bonus. Like, you come into the league shooting the percentages that he can shoot, it's game over. Like, he's mm-hmm. already an NBA player. He's a rotational player, but he's on your team, and he's getting minutes.
0: I My favorite prospect is uh, Brandon McCoy from UNLV, one center. Was born in Chicago, Illinois, but went over hey. to uh, mm-hmm. San Diego, California for his high school days. This kid is impressive. I know you're probably afraid because UNLV, you got, uh, you got uh, uh, what's his face, uh, Anthony Bennett over there <laughs> but looking at it I'm, I'm not too afraid by it and Brandon McCoy a right, Chicago kid absolute stud just like um, and looking what he just did just like Anthony Davis look Anthony Bennett?
1: No, I was Bennett, about, Bennett I was, didn't come from
0: Chicago. No, I know he was Canada. Canadian, but oh, I was okay. talking Anthony Bennett. Yeah, yeah I know from UNLB. Uh,
1: Dave said just like, and I thought I'm like oh. Bennett's not from Chicago.
0: But real quick, Brandon McCoy <laughs> against Arizona, 37 minutes, 76 percent from the field. I know Aiton doesn't play defense, mm-hmm. but still, he put up 33 points. <laughs> Looking at him though, he looks like a physical stud, uh, and, and I really like that he has the ability to shoot from the line as well. So that maybe will show that he has the ability to stretch it out a little bit as well. At seven one, he looks like a great athlete. So I really like Brandon McCoy out of UNLV he's my favorite prospect at least that we didn't talk about from 11 through 20 but let's move on the last 10 picks of our mock draft 1.0 it's been fun if you're listening on blog talk radio huge shout out to you long episode but you guys love mock drafts. These are usually our most watch episodes. What was
1: one of the comments? They wanted a two or four four hour podcast. There's a three hour podcast with Mark with Webber. Mark Webber.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, we don't have enough mics for that. That's the only reason why that won't happen. I don't think Mark wink, wants wink. to talk yes. NBA. No, no, nope, not, not <laughs> mics, Ricky. That's, that's why, exactly I threw, why. That's why through the link okay. wink in there, Ricky. No, I
1: knew that. I'm just letting them know.
0: But anyways, let's uh, let's get into it. Dave, start us off here. Twenty one through thirty.
2: Sure. At uh, twenty one, I've got the Bucks taking Brandon McCoy. At uh, twenty two, I've got the Timberwolves taking Gary Trent Jr. At uh, 23, I've got the Wizards going with the tall guy and Mitchell Robinson. 24, the Hawks. Jesus, the Hawks draft so many times this draft. Uh, taking Sheik Milton. 25, the Cavs taking Grayson Allen, Your boy. 26, the Spurs taking Daniel Gafford. 27, the Nets taking uh, Nikhail Alexander-Walker. 28, the Hawks taking Shemezu Matu. 29, the Celtics taking DeAnthony Melton.
1: And 30, the Warriors taking Landry Shamet
0: Ricky, twenty-one through thirty, going to move
1: right in. Box at number twenty-one taken. Daniel Gafford, center from Arkansas. Then at twenty-two, the T-Wolves taken Trayvon Duvall, guard from Duke. Wizards going Mitchell Robinson, the center from high school. The Hawks going Shake Milton, guard from SMU. Then Gary Trent Jr., guard from Duke, going twenty-five to the Cavs. Nikhail Alexander Walker, the guard from VT, going to the Spurs. Nets taking Zana Musa, the forward from overseas. Hawks going Justin Jackson, forward from Maryland. D. Anthony Melton, guard from USC, going to the Celtics. And Alonzo Trier, guard from Zona, going to the Golden State Warriors.
0: And now kicking it off 21, Bucks going with Mitchell Robinson, somehow a five star recruit. That somehow was only the five teams he was looking at, by mm-hmm. the way. He, he he ended up going to Western Kentucky and then leaving. And that's why he's eligible. He's now going to focus on the NBA draft. But somehow, five-star prospect, and he gets offers from DePaul, Massachusetts, Murray State, Texas A&M, and Western Kentucky. If he's a five-star prospect, wouldn't you at least be getting offers from, like, Duke, Kentucky, some good schools, and not something, some teams like maybe Murray there. State? Mm-hmm. There's some question marks there, but still 6'11", athletic kid, We'll see what he does, at least in this time off. Uh, I think that he's going to be a guy that's going to come into the combine, and we're truly going to see what he has here. I don't really think we can really judge him on anything so far because I don't care about your high school mixtape. It really depends on what.
1: The thing I just wanted to throw in about that, also if he was on and off about college going in general, if I'm Duke, why am I going to waste a spot if you're just going to leave midseason? Or not even The thing
0: is, is that... You can still offer a player, yeah, and and but you if know, they accept, then I'm
1: screwed. If you leave, yeah. But the the yeah. idea is
0: if you're talking to the kid, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna commit and mm-hmm. stay there. So yeah. I mean, that's maybe one reason why you know DePaul, yeah. uh, Western Kentucky, Western and Kentucky, and Murray can take State, that risk. yeah. Yep. So uh, I, I don't know, a little bit iffy, but we'll see what he does at the the draft combine and see what he does there. And, and I think that's going to be truly where he goes. If, if he comes out and is a stud, we can see him moving up this draft board. But if he comes out and just looks flat, he could be falling out. Into the second round. Uh, looking at 22, T Wolves taking Anthony Simmons, a uh, guard out of high school. He's a, he's a fifth year senior. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's doing some uh, post grad work yeah. um, in high school. Uh, 23 Wizards taking Daniel Gafford, the center from Arkansas. 24 Hawks taking Dezana Musa, the small forward that Dave's in love with. Uh, the international prospect yeah, I mean, twenty-five,
2: was, but you know I think he's fun.
0: Twenty-five, Cleveland Cavs taking Gary Trent Jr. from Duke. Twenty-six, Spurs taking Landry Shamet from Wichita State. Twenty-seven, Raptor, uh, not Raptors, uh <laughs> that's via the Raptors, going Nickyell anders Alexander. You said Nicky l Anderson McCullough. Walker, Nikel Anderson Walker the first time. Oh, and yeah, now I'm reading but it the wrong off way the, off the air. Nicole Alexander Walker. Uh, from Virginia Tech, and that's the Nets, yeah, offer when you first, well, we're mm-hmm. getting the pronunciation down. Uh, 28, Hawks going with Andrew Jones, the guy from Texas, a guy come, going back to school uh, this year. A uh, guy that's definitely going to be interesting. He was a first-rounder uh, late in my mocks last year, but he ended up pulling out, so we'll see what he does here. I like him though at 28 to the Hawks. 29, Celtics going with Jacob Evans from Cincinnati. Love that player. We'll talk about him there uh, soon. And then the Warriors going with Grayson Allen because it wouldn't be a Sean Anderson mock draft if, didn't if I didn't have, have a white guy who couldn't shoot going to the Warriors, thank you for finishing my joke, Ricky. I really appreciate it.
1: One thing I do want to mention what? is uh, this is going back to the first segment. Chris Dunn probably heard what I was talking about tonight because he went off for 29, Bulls are up by seven with a minute to
0: go. He's a good player. No, I know, but he, That's heard, why I'm he saying... heard me say
1: Trey Young. He's like, ah, I'm going to shoot four or five from three, 12 and 17 from the field, and 29 overall.
0: I think but he's a guy that could be real dangerous. Four
1: steals. <laughs>
0: What? He plays defense. He has four steals. Oh, he's he's insane defensively. Yeah. We played uh, the
1: Mavs, but yeah, it's a win.
0: Anyways, uh let's go into it. First team we're talking about it. here is going to be the T Wolves at twenty two. Their first pick, not their pick that they own. Uh, uh the their pick is actually owned by the Hawks at twenty four. They actually own the Thunders pick. Looking at it, Dave, I'm gonna go to you first. You haven't taken a guard. We all have him taking a guard. Uh you haven't taken one of the Duke guards and Gary Trent Jr. What do you like? Gary Trent brings to the T-Wolves.
2: He is a shooter through and through. He's kind of like a shitty version of Malik Monk was last year. I'm being nice uh, because obviously the moist Monk cannot be touched by this kid shooting under 40%, but just barely. 38.3% from the field, 36.5 from three, but his free throw percentage at 94. Mm -hmm. So he's a consistent shooter. He's got a great stroke. He can be coached up. Um, I think that he would be a solid fit to this team because he brings them something that they desperately need, which is not a 37-year-old shooting guard off the bench.
0: I, right? Jamal Crawford? Yeah. Jamal Crawford's like 38. You're being nice.
2: Okay, 38. N- not an old man.
0: That's like when you go up to your grandma who's like 75, and you're like, oh, wow, you look great for 50. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yes, yes. But
2: pretty much that. That is exactly why I went with Gary Trent Jr. I see the potential out of him. I don't think he's going to take over the league or anything, but I think he would be a great addition to their bench and help fill in that gap.
0: Well, you look at it too. Tyus Jones currently on their bench is... Duke shooter. He, is, he but, took
2: a long time to grow, too, though.
0: Yeah, and a Duke shooter, too, so why not just go again? But this time, completely different. Tyus, small kid. Now Gary Trent Jr., six six is a guard. Insane. Yep. Ricky, you're going Trayvon Duvall. Why do you like him?
1: Yeah, you know, mine, my thought process was pretty much even. At first, I had them, because I did the mock draft way in the week before the order changed, and I was like, you know what? I slotted McCoy there. Probably wasn't the best pick. But then I was like, you know what? Crawford's old. He's probably not a long-term answer. I'm going to go with someone that can be the backup two guard behind Jimmy Butler.
0: My thought process is that Jeff Teague just re- just signed, so mm-hmm. he's going to be there for a little bit. But again, guard is a position of worry there. At least for the T Wolves. You got Wiggins there. You got uh, Jimmy Butler there. You have. Um, uh, Teague? You, uh, no, I was going to say Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. So those guys are going to be there for a while. I uh, guess mm-hmm. Guard's not too big of a worry because but, Butler but, is a shooting guard. But
1: Butler and Teague could be up player options in 2019, 2020. Wiggins is the one that's he's locked up past 2020. Well,
0: I mean, yeah, I'm not worried about the contracts because they're going to yeah. keep Wiggins, keep them, they're keeping Butler. They're going to yeah. do as yeah. whatever they can to keep those guys mm-hmm. around. Um, my thought process, though, is that Teague is going to be leaving. Go with a kid with a ton of potential. Go mm-hmm. with a point guard that can take over for him. Go with a guy, and Anthony Simmons, a guy that is in the 2018 class of high schoolers. But like I said, he's doing some post grad work <laughs> at IMG Academy. It's not fifth weird year outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I know we're making a big deal out of it, but like
0: in Canada and the UK, it's a joke, Dave. Yeah,
2: but I can't make jokes in my own no, podcast because I'm can't. a host.
0: <laughs> You're like fifth year senior kid, slow. Like he needs I'm to. I'm not stay. saying he's slow. He's I'm saying he's college. doing post grad work as a joke. He wanted. Yeah. To, he wa- he's ducking college for a reason. Nothing wrong we with post grad work. We saw. No, I'm not saying ducking college for. Re- he's just. He's just doing it because he doesn't want to go to college. Mm-hmm. It, it, like it's. It's something that he's going to waste his time going yeah, to college. He doesn't want
1: to deal with Coach K. Yeah. Or so Coach just
0: Calipari. Just. Just go. <laughs> And stay in high school and just you know beat up some kids in in basketball, um, not literally. Don't go beat up kids um, except dodgeball. Now I'm now I'm, like, now I'm off my role because Dave throws me off. Let me make a joke on a podcast. All right, how many fifth grade, how many fifth year seniors do you know in high school? Uh, that you many, know because we're I in knew the United they, States where it's not traditional. Yeah, I and it's weird. and he's and he's, in the he's from UK, Florida. Totally fine. Florida is in the United States. We so. know a fifth uh, fifth year eighth grader.
1: Yeah, that's sort
0: of <laughs> different though. Fifth year eighth grader yeah. that does not add up. <laughs> no,
1: it, he was old.
0: So wait, he, so he was, he was in his fifth yes. year of eighth exactly, grade.
1: Wait, f- it was his, wasn't exactly. Fifth it took four
2: years to get from seventh. Grade to freshman
0: in high yeah. school.
2: Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, No, this isn't the problem. With Simmons, uh, Simmons, a guy that can be a combo guard. He's a guy with a long, athletic body, 6'4", 177, long yeah. wingspan, athletic kid. Talking about not being able to put, you know, putting him in a situation that needs to perform right away is a guy that's going to sit on the bench for a little bit. But mm-hmm. he is young, six four, has the body. You can work him into a team, and it's not even like Tibbs likes playing young players anyway. G leaguer to me. Yeah, I mean that's something that he can yeah. just go right down to the G League, like Papianis is doing with uh, yeah. the Kings right now. They're just setting him down because he's not he going to play his up name. there.
2: He didn't Papa say Papa John's. John's. Yeah, Papianus. Papianus. Kings fans would be so happy. Papagianus. Giorgio's Papianis.
0: Uh, but uh, <laughs> looking at him though, uh, he, he's a guy that can. I, I feel like you look at the potential mm-hmm. in him. I feel like they'd be stupid to pass him up. I feel like most teams, I mean, obviously there's teams you know looking at guards. Uh, the last guard to go was Lonnie Walker. I, I like his potential. He's mm-hmm. already playing for Miami, obviously dealing with some injuries, but he's going to be a guy that's going to be up, going up against college competition. I like his athleticism is, as is he well. he this
2: year's like Hamadou pretty much then? It's a guy who we don't get to see play against college-level competition, but he is age enough to go after yeah. the draft.
0: I don't. I don't think. So. I, I. I. wouldn't disagree with that. It's just will he go to college? I don't yeah. know if he's going to go to college. I'm um, looking at where he's getting offers of Right now, Mm -hmm. Florida, Florida Gulf Coast, Florida State, Louisville, LSU, Memphis, OK State, uh, Tennessee Tech. You can't turn down Tennessee Tennessee Tech. It's all about FGCU. Uh, And UCF as well. VT, Texas A&M, South Florida, Oklahoma State. So, I mean, no crazy programs popping off there. I mean, Florida, pretty decent program. Uh, Louisville was a decent program. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Not getting to that (laughs) in the Fast Break podcast. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know if he's going to be really intrigued by that. Maybe he is intrigued by playing with uh, the T-Wolves out because I feel like after you know a couple of years of playing under Teague and Butler, he could really grow into someone special. So I, I really, I'm really telling you guys, watch out for Anthony Simmons. I, I really like the idea of taking a kid in high school. I feel like high school players should be able to mm-hmm. go in anyways. But yeah. 6'4", 177, a lot of length. I like him.
1: thing I forgot to say about Duvall with the T-Wolves, when I was looking, and this is from SI, I was kind of seeing what other people were saying. All I had to see was elite on-ball defender. That's a Thibs guy defense? That's Dibodeau. Yeah, but the T-Wolves
0: aren't a defensive team. No, yeah, and Tibedo will play a lot of players. defensive guys. Yeah, I don't so. know. It's I, I don't I don't think they're they're going to go guard in my mind. If mm-hmm. you go one of the Duke guards, wouldn't wouldn't disagree cuz again Duval is a guy that it, it can can bring great defense. He's a good ball handler, a um, good defender, but he can't shoot for a lick. Can't shoot he can't shoot, but you have <laughs> But you uh, Towns, Talents, Anthony Wiggins and, and What the fuck is wrong with me today? Cat. Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, <laughs> oh. and Jimmy Butler. All three can score. Right. You don't really need scoring, so Duvall will mm-hmm. at another option. So we want Ricky option. Rubio too. Why
2: not? I don't know if he's I'm Ricky just...
0: Rubio too. Yeah, he's not as good. I know. I don't know. <laughs> that. I think he's more athletic than.
2: He's not as good as Ricky Rubio was coming out. Okay.
1: Okay. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> well, wasn't <laughs> Rubio like a top ten pick? Yeah, a yeah. top five. He, he yeah. went five over. Yeah, that uh, doesn't,
0: your doesn't mean, Ricky, Rick, Seth, doesn't yeah, mean Rick, Steph Curry. Doesn't mean and Johnny Flynn. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Ricky Rubio. Wait, wasn't Steph nine? No, he was seven, I thought. I don't know. Oh, R- Rubio was four, and then Flynn was six. Um, but uh, f- going back on, on track... <laughs> Jesus, this is a bad podcast. Uh, Simmons. Two hours in. Simmons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that the potential's there. Uh, Duvall can bring defensive, and obviously, uh, like you mentioned, Trent can bring shooting. Let's go to the Cavs at 25. We talked about it a little bit. I haven't gone Trey Young with the first pick at 10, but I don't know if they're going to keep that pick. I feel like if they're going to keep a pick, 25 is the for sure one. Mm -hmm. 10's really dependent on whether they feel like LeBron's going to stay or not. If LeBron's staying, they're probably going to get rid of that 10th pick and try to add to this team and add to a finals run. But That 25th pick, I could totally see them keeping around unless they add depth. But looking at it, I haven't going Gary Trent Jr., Ricky has him going Gary mm-hmm. Trent Jr. Looking at it. I mean, it's not much that they need on this team. It's just really about who can come in and provide something. And looking at Whoa. the Cavs, he can provide three-point shooting off the bench, which that'd be great for them.
1: It also comes down to this. D-Wade's old, Cal Corver's up at the end of the year, I believe. Or no, Cal Corver's up. It's D-Wade's up, D-Wade's old. I need a shooting guard here. Because You're finally the have, D
0: Wade's old train after yeah. two years of me well, yelling at you. I know it's good. But it's like I'm not saying he's be completely bad, but he's still honest. Old.
1: It's I don't see the Cavs re-signing D Wade. Maybe unless LeBron stays, and that's a different story. But mm-hmm. D Wade's 34. I want to get a younger shooting guard in there. That's why I go with. Um, Gary Trent.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if I think Kyle Korver's going to stay, even, mm-hmm. you know, well, depending I, on the contract situation. I messed that up. He's locked, yeah. down, he's locked down for two more years yeah. after. Yeah, I think yeah. he's going to be staying until he's thirty. I mean, mm-hmm. age, shooting doesn't age, and, and he's still <laughs> yeah. shooting over 40% from three, so... You know, learning under a guy like Kyle Korver too, Jr. Smith, a great shooter mm-hmm. as well. I mean, if he's able to learn under those guys and you know play with a guy like LeBron James, who's going to find him when he's open, yep. I think that could be a great pick for Cleveland. I, I think definitely different than when they took Kay Felder. Felder, I mean, obviously a great scorer in college, didn't translate. I I, I feel you who know,
2: knew the five six guy was not going to be able five, to eight. score at the rim. He in was the five
0: NBA. eight, Dave. Um, with with but some he was high tops top like, on. I'm just saying. He yeah. was 5'8". Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> he was 5'8", super athletic, uh, but this is a Gary Trent that, you know, 6'6", can shoot the ball, mm-hmm. can be a big body, possibly maybe grow into a defender, too, and, and, and at least be a 3-and-D player for them. So I, I, I like that pick, but Dave, you have them going with Grayson Allen. The
2: mighty Grayson Allen. So man. is your
0: thought process kind of the same thing, or he's going to bring shooting and scoring and off D the player? bench? a
2: player already. He's already developed his shot. He's comfortable with it. He's a good defensive player. He can play at the NBA level without having to be like brought in over time. It's someone who I'm comfortable going, "Hey, you're going to soak up 12 to 15 minutes a night tonight. You're going to soak up 15 to 18 minutes a night at the end of the year." Like I'm comfortable with Grayson Allen going to the next level as much shit as people give him. He's still a quality basketball player and just because at this point in the draft you're going for guys who will contribute or you're going for long shots in the dark. Mm-hmm. Like those are your two options. I see Grace Nellon as a guy who will contribute the next level. I don't think he's going to be a guy who like is only successful in college. So, I think if the Cavs want to move forward with, uh, or if if LeBron James wants to stay with this team, Grace Nellon's a great fit because it gives them a three and D player. If they move on without LeBron James and are going clean start, Grace Nellon's a decent piece in the middle ground. And then when you get super young talent, super high picks in. You can move him or you can keep him. Like, he, regardless, has value at the NBA level.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're kind of talking me into at least thinking about putting Grayson Allen to the catch. I know it would be because... a stretch for you
1: and outside well, of your no, normal it's thing. The, the thing that I like most about it is the biggest thing we've questioned Gr- Grayson on is his immaturity. And you put him on, a, you team put him with, on a team that's... with LeBron. Just LeBron alone.
0: Well, and then people would argue that, that, that team is. Yeah. People would argue crybaby LeBron. <laughs> no,
1: I know. Cry baby, but like LeBron is good with He's young players. Look at him that. after the game. I love I'm look at the game after he played the Lakers and him talking to, we don't know what he said to Alonzo. But, but we know what he said to the like He said, the you want to get Jack in, box.
2: Jack in the box after this. That's all he said. <laughs> LeBron has learned not to talk on the court unless yeah. he wants to be heard. Well, LeBron that, is getting he, those yeah, Jack in box tacos.
1: He's like, hey, cover your mouth.
0: He said, hey, you want to go get the Jack in the box tacos? I got a pretty good deal. That's all he said. He was wishing him a happy birthday yeah. and said, that hey, team will Hey, keep, hey, yeah. hey yeah. kid, I'll go take you out for some Jack-in-the-box tacos. <laughs> I know you... I know, I know is Jack-in-the-box our new sponsor? I'm a, I'm a real big fan of uh, LeBron James being a longtime uh, L.A. visitor. I really love the Jack-in-the-box tacos. That's all he said. Um, but I, I think that the Cavs, your thought process for the Cavs mm-hmm. taking Grayson Allen wouldn't be crazy. I just go Gary Trent just because he's younger. And, and that's something yeah. where obviously not the best player... Again, you potential. Yeah, top not, end. Yeah, which, not the player that Grayson mm-hmm. Allen is, but... Six six. And the ability to shoot right now, I really like what Gary Trent brings. So, mm-hmm. again, Grayson Allen could be a great role player for a playoff team. He's in the right spot. I feel like he's going to go 20 through 30. It's just going to be really what team wants to take him. Ricky had him going right away at 20 uh, to the Pistons. Again, I feel like it's not yeah, going to be is a, a bad pick where he goes. Right now,
2: too. And that's he's, the thing. Like, him staying in school, I know mm-hmm. we all ripped on like, you could have been. And we're like, no, no, he him staying.
0: To, he wants to win in Duke. And yeah. he, mm-hmm. I think he has won, right? Because he won two years ago? Did You're Duke talking about. Grayson? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he won the, the his freshman yeah. year was when he blew, he, came out against yeah. Wisconsin. So I feel uh, he wants yeah. to do it
0: again. And I think that's the whole idea, is that he mm-hmm. wants to retire a legend in Duke, and I feel like he's just trying to add yeah, another national championship. He's also become
2: today. much more of a consistent shooter and better all-around player. Like, but it's the stuff you don't see because people come out so early.
0: But the thing with that is you expect guys to become more consistent when they're better players going up against these younger defenders. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not crazy that he's becoming more consistent. He's also playing on a better team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Bagley, you have... Uh, Gary Trent, Gary Trent, Duval, Duval, Carter. Uh, Carter. I mean, they have so you many players the old Duke on that teams, team too.
1: I mean,
2: not playing the scrubs on Duke ever. No, but saying no, he was, I'm a, saying, fresh, like, he was this,
1: a freshman.
2: This
0: might be the best Duke team
2: he's playing on. Potentially, yeah.
1: Like no one knew about him until that national championship but game. Then, that in his
2: was his last year. Game as he a freshman. averaged almost 22 points. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he was never a slouch. Duke's never been a slouch. Oh, so. I'm not calling him a
0: slouch. Yeah, yeah not at all.
2: I agree. I, I think over time you can get better. But I mean, you've got guys who've gotten worse or you know not improved their draft stock at all. We're all going to laugh about, what was his face, uh, who stayed two years ago and then came out last year and got what, oh, second round? Oh, Deonta early?
1: Davis, wasn't it? From Deonta Davis State? came out
2: early. No, well, been. he was a freshman. Yeah, he was yeah. a
0: freshman.
1: Who are you talking about? I'm
2: thinking about the guy from, like, California. Cal? Oh, oh Jalen Brown. Ivan Rob. No, I've been we're Rob. saying
1: Jalen Brown should have stayed, yeah. Rob did stay. Ivan Rob. I haven't even heard. Is he playing?
2: Yeah, that's that's the point. He, <laughs> was, he was mocked as a 10 through 15 pick. And he decided to go back, and he is not even going to get drafted.
0: He's got some pretty good stats. Played four games in two minutes. Uh, He's probably in their G League team. Uh, I haven't been following (laughs) Ivan Robin the Grizzlies (laughs) this year, though, so sorry. Uh, Let's go to the Celtics. There's a guy that you guys want to talk about, D'Anthony Melton, guard from USC. You guys have him mocked to the Celtics Mm -hmm. at 29. Why did you have Melton there? I don't have him in my first round. Why do you have him in the first round?
1: Mine's just one of those things where he's, A, the trickiest player in this mock draft. He's not playing he, this year. Well,
0: because he hasn't played,
1: yeah. and it's not because of due to injury. So I don't have to question an injury Taking money, like, like I do against Michael much, Porter that. Jr. or a, waste. a guy I'm going to mention before we end the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I look at him, it's like energy player, can play defense. All he's got to really develop to me is a jumper. Celtics can be like, you know what? we got enough backcourt to where we can draft you. Let you work on your game, and then it's all it's all house money. What yeah,
0: they're doing with Terry Rozier right now? Yeah. scary just, Terry yeah. is has grown a lot. Yeah, Terry's, Terry Scary is looking scary, <laughs> or scary Terry is looking scary. Um, he's looking real good. Um, and and yeah. they already have a guard who can play defense and can't shoot. His name is Marcus Smart.
2: Whose contract <laughs> who's gonna is leave? going to be up? So that's the mm-hmm. question: Is you need a replacement for a defensive lockdown guard? De'Anthony Melton can be that guy in the future. I mean, hopefully that hopefully. Uh, Marcus Smart's contract doesn't end up being obnoxious and he can stay because that Celtics team would be ridiculous if he could. But if he goes at least this way, you have a backup plan ready to prep for the future.
0: And I went with Jacob Evans from Cincinnati, a guy that I feel can be a great three-point shooter. Still thinking along the lines of the Marcus Smart idea, but there you have enough defense. I feel like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown will bring that defense. You're going to need to be able to make up with the three-point shot. I feel like Evans does that. He's also playing on a Cincinnati team. That's Cincinnati teams, and those Mick Cronin teams, always grinders of teams, always fighting. The extra mile. I feel like Jacob Evans could bring a lot to that Celtics team, and also, I mean, he's not that great defensively. But the thing is that Brad Stevens is going to get the most out of his players, and I feel like coming off the bench, Jacob Evans could be a real dangerous player for them, uh, especially you know being a bench role player, but coming off the bench in the playoffs, late in games when Kyrie needs a break, or you know Jalen Brown needs a break, mm-hmm. or Tatum needs a break, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jacob Evans could be a really nice addition to that Celtics team. But let's get into our favorite prospects. I'm going to go first to make sure okay. none of you guys take them. The Kyle Kuzma okay. of this draft, oh, draft the Malcolm Brogdon of award this draft. Winner. I mean, Kyle Kuzma, easily going to be the, without, the, the, the Malcolm Brogdon win, award winner of the year. Without saying for his for name,
1: can I guess who he is? Without no, saying um, his yeah, name. we
0: know his name. Just don't you, let him you, let him you know, okay. We've talked you wanna, He wants to cut you off
2: again. I know.
0: He's been doing it all night. <laughs> the Malcolm Brogdon award winner this year is mm-hmm. going to be Kyle Kuzma. The one from 2018 is from Wichita State. His name is Landry Shamet. This Why? kid is stupid. You want to talk about a kid who's going to come in and shoot? This is a guy that can come off screens. This is a guy that can create his own shot. This is a guy that is going to be a above 40% three-point shooter in his NBA career. I love Shemet. I think he's better than Fred Van Fleet was. I think he's better than Ronnie Mm -hmm. Baker was. And both of those guys are doing decent right now in the NBA, respectively for the Knicks and Raptors. Landry Shemette is a dangerous player. He was a dangerous player last year in the tournament, putting up 20 against a good Kentucky team. That was a Kentucky team with uh, De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, some great NBA players and some great NBA prospects. Landry Shemette is getting slept on because he's in Wichita State. He's going to go to the fucking Spurs, and he's going to be the next Danny Green. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who's your next prospect? Okay, is not top in Landry?
1: No, no, no. Mine's not. I'm not looking to top. Mine is another
0: injury prospect. We should top him. I mean, and it's Landry's basically
1: Justin Jackson, and he's going to be to me the most intriguing mm-hmm. because he's going to miss. Yeah, yeah he's going to miss the rest of the season this year with a shoulder injury, and it all comes down to torn later, labrum in the right shoulder. Does that a the Michael Porter question also of like? Do you stay because of the injury? Do you go because of the injury? I like where I have them to the Hawks. Hawks in my, in my draft overall, Aiton number 1, then going backcourt help with Shake Milton. Why not try to get another person to play with John Collins, to play with Aiton, and go Jackson? It's like, hey, we can let you develop from that injury. We've got Collins. We've got Aiton to be the main guys for right now.
0: Well, and the thing, too, is I mean, they just need players on that, mm-hmm. that team. And if Jackson— can come in and and be a, a body for them. Mm-hmm. That'd be uh, great for the Hawks. Dave, who is your player to watch? Your favorite player in this draft?
2: My favorite player in this
0: draft is or some, not favorite player yeah, in the say, draft, but at least favorite player in this section because we know it's Luca.
2: Yeah, in this section, I almost want to reach outside the section for some weird people, but uh, in this section, well, specifically, you can throw out your international. Yeah, i say I, I like uh, that the chances of Isaac Bonga going in the second round. I think he's a guy who probably isn't going to get a ton of press. Um, he's he's a weird guy. From a positional standpoint, because he's a slightly bigger guy who is looking to be like he's like a shitty Luca at the moment. Um, And that I mean that in the best way. Nice, yeah. Like he he is like six seven. Um, He is a little smoother though. Um, But the problem is he's not a good player yet. He's someone who's very raw, who's still young, who needs to learn the game in and out. But he's a guy who could be like a drafting stash or somebody who you know plays his way up. I'm not saying he's going to blow the world off and be like. Amazing second round, like who would have seen this coming? But like he has the physical tools, and it looks like he has some natural ability for the game, and that's why I'm curious to see as he grows if he can kind of build on that and really become a uh, NBA quality player.
0: Yeah, I think Alonzo True is a nice, nice addition too. Well, uh, at the end, at the end True of True Raleigh, your first I can. Play. Yeah, it's both, just those one more Arizona play. Guys. He
1: played well last year, but he was I in know first round This round year was year, so. mm-hmm. kind. This year's kind of like that whole Arizona team. Weird. is just weird to me, even though Ayton's my number one in the mock draft. Well, but they haven't yeah. been consistent. No, not at all.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to no. add <laughs> <that's> <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for Not at all. All right, that's going to wrap up the one, podcast one thing, with a weird finish. one
1: thing I will add, the Let's Mavericks see. tried to put a foot in my mouth. Listen to this. Three seconds left. Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr. hits a three, makes it 125-124. Good boy Justin Holiday hits two foul shots, makes it 27-24. Yogi Ferrell... Twenty-five foot three misses. Bulls win by
0: three. Wow, that and they were crazy. Up, and stunning. they were up by Thanks like seven. Was that going to is that going to change the draft order now? Uh, Technically, no. the, Bulls the Bulls do Bulls get a won. win,
2: so that would move them back. Uh,
0: well, we'll, they're going we'll to miss out on Trey Young. See. This mock draft could <laughs> honestly be already outdated before we're finished recording. <laughs> yeah?
1: Depends. Them and them and Phoenix may switch.
0: There we go. So <laughs> sorry, sorry an outdated young, Mock boys. draft. Actually, you know, and Dan- and Dallas and the Kings
1: might might switch. It's weird. Okay, go well, on. You're all listening. We said coming an... into Friday.
0: You're, you're listening to an outdated podcast. Well, not even Friday. <laughs> this is during Friday. It's already yeah, outdated. Yeah, I said coming into Friday. So, uh, yeah, okay. All right. The I, only I guarantee
2: the is that Trey Young is going to the Magic.
0: Okay, Trey Young's going to the gotcha, magic uh, And Landry Shamet's going to be the next Kyle Kuzma So that's that's all we have established <laughs> that's our In this mock draft 1.0 If you're <laughs> listening to uh, us on Blog Talk Radio, huge shout out to you uh, We we appreciate you, long podcast We're going to bring this to you again Do we know when the next mock is? Do you guys have that pulled up or the next big board? Uh, I know we have a calendar going uh, But we will, I have it uh, right here mm-hmm. uh, Next mock is stri- scheduled For the uh, 16th of February. So we will be looking out over there. It says draft lottery set, but I don't think that's right. Is that right? Draft lottery set by then? No, that's the all-star break. Yeah. Yeah, that's the all-star break. So the all-star break is around there. So we have one for Mm -hmm. you during the all-star break. Um, And the next big board will be on March 5th on the Primetime Podcast. And if you are on iTunes, rate us five stars, Primetime Podcast, on Sidekick, Rick and Johnny. Fast break. We appreciate it. We love you. If you're listening on YouTube, big shout out to you. You guys are great. We know you guys are going to support us, whatever we do. If you want to support us in a different way, check out patreon.com slash Podcast. You can call us on this phone <laughs> if you hit the uh, certain tier. Um, but also, we have a fun Patreon podcast. We just mm-hmm. did the one for January, Dave, Ricky, and I. Yeah. And uh, I forget what we talked about, but I remember it's having fun. fun th- kids. We talked about kids yes. and not wanting kids because kids are disgusting. Because uh, they turn into these shots. They turn into three unathletic white guys who hey, never played, played sports and give their opinion on sports. Played
1: volleyball until I was eighth. grade. We established eighth, eighth grade that in the grade. intro. Yeah, We're right. just full Gotta circle again. here
0: again. on the Fast Break Podcast. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.